0: and talk about a random topic, just to see if that might be what our podcast is about. My name is Keith Ramsey. As always, I am joined by Matthew Grace. Hello. And Peter Akerley. Hey! So, uh, as most of you know, we didn't actually get to record the episode we'd planned last week.
1: Yeah, no, uh, stuff came up, and it kind of broke our brains to try and prepare in a two-week span, so gave ourselves a little bit of extra time.
0: No one is at fault. Yeah, it wasn't a specific person who just got... So into the series that they couldn't help but do every side quest. Keith? Tiddybly sorry.
1: No! (laughs) I'm putting my foot down now! This is not a fucking pun episode! Got
0: some bad news for you. (laughs) But in other news, uh, Valorant released finally its newest agent, Killjoy. Uh, I've been playing all of them. Might be my new main. How do you guys know anything about Valorant extensively? i know what valorant is in
1: concept and have zero experience playing it i know it's a strategic shooter game it's from what i understand keith correct me if i'm wrong uh but it is overwatch crossed with counter-strike crossed with like league? three league, league yeah league leagues? as well um and that it's very uh, much counter-strike go in gameplay mechanic wise as in you're trying to plant a bomb and another team's trying to prevent you from planting a bomb it's like uh, all it's, the
2: different characters have different abilities.
1: Yeah, which is where it gets kind of its league and Overwatch inspiration from, and it's just kind of like goofy and fun. Uh, so I actually have a much easier way to
0: explain this. It's Counter-Strike meets Siege. Just okay. Those two alone is enough to describe what the game is. Okay. Because uh, in Siege, everyone has like their own unique mechanics, that's how the yeah Yeah, their unique weapons
2: palette. and... Yeah, everyone and, uh, has the
0: same weapons and same viable things, like CSGO and the maps play kind of similar, mm-hmm. where it's the planting the bomb. But the difference is that it's... Characters that have abilities, but where Overwatch is more of a damage-focused ability, these are more of the abilities are the thing to cover for the fact that you don't have smoke grenades or flashbangs and stuff like that to buy, essentially. Okay.
1: More support powers, less
0: offensive powers. Yeah, the abilities are there to help you do things on the map and secure kills, not so much as that's the main focus of dealing the damage, like Overwatch does. Fair. Uh, But the new character is a person who just put down pretty much mines and turrets. And ruins other people's fun. What's the name? Yeah. And they have uh, an EMP that just stops you from playing the game. Oh, lovely. If you get caught it. That's my idea of fun.
1: A game I'm not allowed to play because I'm not good <laughs> enough at it. I'm having fun with the
0: character. And that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we also got some gameplay footage of Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, and it looks great. It's the only fourth game in the series definitely only the fourth and not (laughs) much higher than that so there's more than four games Uh, definitely not sure no unless you can't spy with the dragon is the racing game one of those four no no okay also
1: the re-release of the original three is also not one of those four why would it be one of those
0: four
2: (laughs) but it's three games
0: (laughs) no it's zero because we're not counting it among the four (laughs) uh uh, the movie said, I think, some interesting news. Uh, looks like Tenet isn't coming out when it said it was. Yes. We've been making jokes about how
1: we are, they just fucking refused to hold back Tenet, and he would force the theaters to open to allow Tenet to come out. Nope, he's buckled, and Tenet's not coming out. Well, it's probably going to come out eventually, just not any time soon. He's like, if the movie theaters won't show it, then nobody gets yeah. it. I like him taking a hard line as opposed to other people who have been like, well, we finished making the movie, let's just release it on fucking streaming services since it's done and we want
0: to start making money. Is Christopher Nolan hissing at people (laughs) every time they mention anything except movie theater?
1: Yeah, Christopher Nolan. digital
0: film, fuck you! Go fuck yourself, we're not streaming this! You have to watch this in a theater for it to be good! That's the way all my movies work, they're less good when you're at home. And, uh, some interesting news, uh, this is probably more important to me, guys, than, uh, to me than you guys, but... League of Legends is uh, said they are going to be hosting Worlds, and essentially they're just doing like a stadium where everyone's there and it's a bubble and no one can go out. So they're doing the Worlds tournament, but it's going to be no fans or anyone else coming in. Just everyone. It's pretty much when you would have a LAN party with your friends back in the day in high school and you'd all go into your friend's basement and not come out for the weekend. Oh, hell yeah.
1: To be fair, a significant portion of the people who actually watch League Worlds watch it streaming online. So it's not going to affect most of the people who participate in the.
2: But well, well, what about those few who do like to go to actually see it in person, despite oh. the fact that they're also still watching it on screens, <laughs> just in person?
0: They can go fuck themselves. How about that? Well, I, I guess we've held off on the topic long enough. In fact, I want to hold off bit- for two <laughs> more weeks, all right, guys? <laughs> no, we're talking about Persona 4 because I'm actually really excited to talk about this. <laughs> I'm not ready. So the concept of Persona 4, the Persona series, is a game that's kind of a spin-off from another series by Atlas called Shin Megami Tensai. It's pretty much a story about, like, post-apocalyptic world stuff going on with demons. And sometimes you can be friends with the demons, but sometimes you just to go fuck yourself. Even when you're having that one health, and clearly it's in their benefit to decide with you, but they decide not to, to be an ass about it, and then you have to murder them. Yeah, the way demons usually are. But in this version, it's not demons, it's... Shadows. Mind energy. They call them shadows. Yeah. But uh, the Persona series has currently... Five main number games in the series, technically six, depending on how you want to break up two. This is Crash Bandicoot all over again. There's five and nothing else fucking. There's counts. five numbers, six games, and then there's canon spin-offs, which are two dancing games, uh, two two fighting games, and two DS puzzle games. Yep.
1: There's all five canon. games.
0: There's five games. Which kudos to a franchise that can make a fighting game an RPG and a dancing game that are all very important canon to the world,
2: and no one questions it. Wait, the dancing games are important canon? Yes. 100%. But not, not for what
0: we're talking about, but for the world lore and what happens, it is 100% canon. The dancing games did happen. These characters had a dance party to defeat Shadows. You don't have to have played them
1: to understand what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But they do have an impact on the world that is built in these games.
2: I'm going to
0: have to look those up now. Oh, definitely. But for Personas 4, the one we're focusing on, uh, really this is... Persona 3 did a lot for the series <laughs> and popularized it, but Persona 4 is really the first game that kind of made it a main staple RPG for specifically uh, the Western world, so yeah. North America Europe. But 5, again, was the one that kind of like just really hammered it home. But 4 is kind of the starting point, and a lot of people, if they're coming over from 5 to 4, they might not enjoy it as much as it was at the time. It's a really good game, but 5 is just the natural improvement of the game. It's
1: a lot in the same vein of... The Elder Scrolls series, if you're familiar with that, where Morrowind is the one that most people think of as like their introduction to the series, yep. even though it's the fourth game in the series. And then people who are familiar with those ones, once they saw Skyrim, were kind of disappointed in a lot of ways because the shit that was cut out, but it's just a natural succession to those games. Yeah. Thinking it, along those lines.
2: Persona 5 actually is where I started and helped me get into playing Persona 4. Because I started playing Persona 5, fell off because I started to get a little busy And then, at that time, my friend just said, you know, just wait for Persona 5 Royal to come out. To actually finish playing.
0: And that's kind of what happened here with Persona 4. I played it when it originally came out. I had the pre-order and everything. I went heavy into the Persona games when I first encountered 3, to the point I actually went back and played the other ones. Uh, But Persona 4, surprisingly, had the Golden Edition, which up to this point was only on the Vita, released on Steam. Yes. And caught everyone off guard. It's like, what the fuck? A Persona game on the computer? Hopefully... Persona 5 comes to Steam. Uh, really, I just want more Atlas games on Steam. I don't care if it's just Persona. I want just any Atlas games, because they're all
3: great. The floodgates <laughs> have been opened. They will come. <laughs> Hopefully.
0: I mean, we got Catherine and Persona. That's on PC right now. They've both sold well. In fact, I think Persona 4 Golden was, like, on the top-selling chart for, like, two or three weeks after it came out. It's proof of concept. They know they can release their games
1: on Steam and make money off it,
0: so just keep doing that. Yep. Uh, so, Persona tends to follow a formula. If you play other Persona games... A lot of things you're going to kind of be able to predict as they happen through the story, but I believe for most of you, even though you kind of dabbled in Persona, this was your first straight-through Persona game you've played. Yeah, this is my first full-on experience with
2: a... Yeah, first time I've gone start to finish with one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: So in this game, uh, you play the Persona 4 protagonist. Uh, His actual canon name is Yu. Yeah. Uh, Yu Narukami. Yeah, but you can name him whatever you really want. And the concept of this is his parents are very busy... And they don't want to deal with you, so they send them off to visit uh, and stay with uh, her brother, or your uncle in this case, and his daughter, for the year. Yeah, room... did
1: they just take, like, a year-long fucking cruise or some shit like that? And they're
0: just like, Something like I that. live with
1: my brother for a fucking year, because yeah. you're a going... your piece of shit. I you're guess. going out to the country in the middle of nowhere. You're
2: going to high yeah. school here You're a, a city year.
0: kid who's just going out to the middle of nowhere uh, to spend a wonderful year. And...
2: and on your train ride there, you have a really weird dream and meet some dude with a really big nose. Fucking Igor. Yeah, Igor is in every Persona game.
0: Uh, his attendant usually changes per game based on usually the concept of it. In the first two games, it is actually a lounge room that he's in. So you have a person playing a piano, a painter, and a singer that all do separate things. Uh, as the games go on, they kind of get more refined. Uh, for example, in 3, uh, it's just an attendant that's actually technically uh, Margaret's younger sister, Elizabeth who, uh, or Theodore, depending on if you played the uh, portable version that had the female version, you could get a male attendant instead. Uh, in this game, we get Margaret, of course. And then in the future game, uh, five, you get the twins, which are a bit weird. Yep. Yep. It, it's definitely the weakest of the room attendants. Fair. Uh, but Igor, sticking his nose where it doesn't belong, essentially exactly where it belongs
2: depends on how you look at it it's exactly where it belongs Uh, it belongs
1: in that room to stay forever and never enter into our room that is where except for the culture festival (laughs) fuck i forgot about the culture festival
0: (laughs) (laughs) but igor essentially is like hey something's gonna happen and i have to work with you for some reason but i'm not gonna tell you anything except for you have to solve the mystery
1: He's even more vague than that. He's like, fuck, what are you doing in my room? People aren't allowed in my room unless they, like, have a specific bond that they've made with another being. I guess you're gonna do that, so, alright, see you later when you do. But at the end, he also <laughs> says this room was made specifically for you. Yeah. I don't fucking understand what's going on. Get your story straight, Igor. Also,
0: why is his room just the back of a limo? I don't understand anything
2: that's happening. I guess it defines his personality.
0: Also, a little aside for just, like, the context of the Persona series, get a static voice as well, Igor. Please, for the love of God. Because he's going to get like the voice in this one,
2: but then like in Persona 5 it's like this deep rest like Apparently apparently there's an actual reason for that in the story. I have yet to play through Did he swallow bees? Because if it was anything less than swallowing bees.
1: I think he drinks a jar of acid in one of the dancing games I don't don't know
2: what it is. (laughs) I think it's some sort of imposter actually, but I have no idea story-wise Fair enough. So
0: in this concept of the game you get to Inaba, which is the town you're going to be staying in you end up meeting your relatives and just going about normal school life. Now, this is where a lot of people have trouble getting into JRPGs, especially the Persona ones. Because when you start this game, there's no actual gameplay, aside from just text and decision making and uh, text options, for probably a good about four or five hours. A solid amount of your time is just spent essentially
1: storying through and
0: playing yeah. and choose your own adventure. Yeah, and that's the thing with Persona. It does a lot at the at the front end to set up a lot of the world stuff. You don't actually need to play the other Persona games to understand the Persona game you're playing and enjoy it. They'll have nods to the other games here and there, but really, they're all in their own enclosed events for the sake of it. And they all have this large text drop at the beginning to let you know what's going on and introduce the mechanics for the game. Yeah. In fact, you don't really get to start playing the open aspect of the game until you've gotten to the second quote-unquote dungeon and gotten to, like, I think two or three floors in. I think it's the third floor, but yeah. Uh, so... Eventually what ends up happening here is you being the new guy in town, uh, everyone's like, ooh, who's this new guy? And you're introduced to Moroka, or King Moron, if you will. Who gives you your first mouth-off option.
1: Yeah. Just really kind of shits on you right from the beginning just for being from the city. The worst teacher you can
2: imagine. And then those teeth he has.
0: God, I hope someone kills him by the end of this game. (laughs) The thing I love too is, um, so, in Persona, they've done spinoff things obviously where you're not playing an rpg so the character has to have a personality and usually for the default personality and standard name usually people look to the anime version because that's kind of like accepted as the canon of what everything should be and i don't know if you guys noticed but in persona every time you're given an option to speak you get three options one's kind of like you know a very serious option one's kind of like a a, you know i'm a cool guy and the last one's just the fucking stupidest shit ever (laughs) yeah and I've had a lot of fun saying the stupidest shit ever. Well, oh, congratulations. You went with what's the accepted canon because when they made yes. the animation, they gave him option three for all the his shows. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so he's a good contrast to like this game itself and not just the protagonist, but how the game goes is actually quite different from three and five where they have more of a darker tone overall. This is a very hopeful game and the main character is kind of a canon established as just kind of goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Which explains why he's such good friends with Yosuke. Him and Yosuke get along
1: too good for either one of their
0: benefits. (laughs) Uh, So you end up meeting what ends up becoming the initial cast uh, for the main group, Yosuke, Chie, and Yukiko. Uh, And then the mystery starts. So all of a sudden, someone shows up mysteriously dead, hanging from an antenna. Your uncle, who you're staying with, is the lead detective on the case with his partner Adachi. Isn't it like your first day in school that this
1: woman ends up dead hanging yeah. from the... First day of school, TV just
2: now? orientation, and then an the announcement comes on. Uh, everyone go home. There is a dead body found. <laughs>
0: well, they don't say specifically there was a dead
2: body. Well, it's
0: like just go straight home. There's a police in the area. Don't disturb them. Well, first it's don't
1: leave your classrooms. We're putting the school in lockdown because there's a criminal out about the boat. Alright, fuck it. Go home. Don't make any details. Oh, yeah. Go straight home. <laughs> It's like, ah, so I guess they caught the criminal. Nope, just go home. It's like, I don't like the fact that he told me there's a dangerous criminal in the area.
0: <laughs> now just walk straight home and don't talk to anyone. Uh, also, I forgot to mention, but your first encounter with Yosuke at this point is he rides his bike into a garbage can. Yep. And you
2: decide to just leave him be. Yeah, you decide to walk right on past <laughs> that fucking shithead. You him for help and you just leave him. Yeah. Leave um, him there
0: does roll. he is him for help? I think he's just like screwing around. You're like, oh god, how did this happen?
1: <laughs> oh, in one of the... Uh, All right, to get a little bit ahead of ourselves, Yosuke has a lot of interesting involvements trying to ride his bike to school in the morning. There's a couple occasions where it goes poorly for him. And in at least one of them, he does shout for someone to help him, and you just walk
2: right on past. He seems to be in pain. You just, uh, you want to be on time for school, so you just leave him alone. Yeah. I distinctly remember that and thinking, I think I'm
1: going
0: to get along well with this character. Not Yosuke, the character I'm playing as, who walks past people who are crying out for help. (laughs) Uh, so essentially this ends up developing into the first victim shows up, you get a little bit more character context, and Chie ends up mentioning something called the Midnight
2: Channel. Ooh, spooky.
3: Supposedly so totally you
0: find out about your uh,
3: soulmate, soulmate. Your soulmate. You're
2: by watching TV on a rainy day at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the TV, be all alone, and when it's raining at midnight, something will show up. Your soulmate will apparently appear on the monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On screen.
0: And then you find out that one of Yosuke's classmates, well my classmates is an upperclassman, She's the third year where all of your characters are second or th- uh, first years as, as the story goes on. But she ends up being the one who kind of gets found out- Oh, she's the one who found the body. And then she ends up going missing. And at this point, your character, after having an encounter with the TV at night and sticking his hand in it and almost getting sucked into the TV while hearing, Thou art I. <laughs> yeah. Where huh, this like menacing voice is just telling him to stick his hand in the TV, I suppose. Ends up going to Chie and Yosuke and we're like... Yeah, I stuck my hand in the TV.
1: Yeah, no big deal. Just kind of stuck my hand in the TV. And, and
0: they make fun of him until... It's like, let's go find a TV. Well, the best part is...
2: It's like, They, like, you they guys... don't even go to find a TV specifically to prove that. They go to find a TV because Chia wants to get a new te- television. Yeah, yeah, the yeah and they have,
1: they're TV's. having a sale at Juness.
2: Yeah, and so they're there and they're making fun of him a little more. And he's just like, you know what? Just sticks his hand right in the screen, and they freak out. He's even, like, the only reason I didn't get sucked all the way into the TV is because the TV
0: in my bedroom's fucking tiny and I wouldn't fit. Like, uh, also, I enjoy that uh, Yosuke's reaction to this whole situation is, man, I need to pee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so bad. <laughs> so they end up falling into the TV because she and Yosuke are idiots, of course. Yeah, But they're lovable idiots. Debatable. So y'all fall into the TV, and they're going to explore, uh, it's this weird foggy area. They can't really see anything and they end up wandering into this room that's kind of creepy with the noose. Yosuke still hitting home that he needs to be really bad. <laughs> yeah. But you end up meeting, which I can only say right here is Matt's favorite character. Teddy! Uh, a pun giant, master! A giant stuffed bear that thinks that they're causing commotion and needs to get the fuck out of his house. He's very angry. No!
1: I've already declared this is not a <laughs> pun episode.
0: <laughs> I mean, they're kind of bearable.
3: <laughs> our persona we don't
2: sh- have any problems with this
1: math <laughs> that was forced and you know it yes it was kind of
2: forced it was very forced
0: <laughs> alright so Teddy he's kind of fun he has... oh by the way you actually haven't gotten to the gameplay yet because this is still the story unfolding as the game opens up yeah
1: so Teddy is essentially as far as you can tell a dude wearing a bear mascot costume uh until Yosuke, Yosuke calls K... him out and rips off his head yeah gets a little bit annoyed about the fact that he's just wearing a bear mask costume and he rips off the head of the costume only for it to realize that there's just a black void inside of him and it's literally just
2: an empty suit yep for now for now
1: and then and
2: Teddy essentially blackmails them into helping him figure out who's throwing people into the TV because he's their only way to get out of there Yeah. so he's like I will only let you out if you promise to help me figure out who's doing this
1: Yes, this happens after Yosuke decides to go back into the TV because of the fact that... After After committing a felony in the food court. Yeah, (laughs) so his senpai goes missing. Uh, The girl... Saki Konishi. Saki Konishi, thank you. uh, Goes missing and dies, and he thinks it's somehow connected to the TV world. So he wants to investigate further, so he kind of bugs you into going in with him, providing you with a golf club to use for protection... Well, um, it's a katana at first. It's a katana at first, which gets taken away by the cops and you get Because he in.
2: brings out two additional swords and starts brandishing them around the food the court. the swinging them around the food court. In a town where murders
1: happened just in the last seven days. Yeah, it's not the brightest kid in any classroom
0: at all. Even a classroom he's alone in, he's still not the brightest <laughs> kid in the classroom. So uh, this is where this game starts kind of showing what you should be expecting at this point. Because you end up finding this area where she was... And it's pretty much just her family's shop. Yeah. And you hear voices and hear some weird things. And you're attacked by shadows. And this is where the protagonist ends up awakening his ability, which is the painful point of the story. Persona! He summons Izanagi. Might be important. Don't worry about it.
1: Maybe uh, it'll come up later. Maybe it won't.
0: Two so he, he just has the ability to naturally summon this for no reason at all. Not because he was sick or anything. And then what ends up happening at this point is... Teddy decides you're kind of cool. I'm listening to only you now. Fuck you, Yosuke, and that's a dynamic we're going to enjoy for the rest of the game. <laughs> so, uh,
1: this is mostly done so that Teddy has a reason to call you senpai and doesn't have to try and pronounce whatever you name sensei. you type. Sensei. Sorry, sensei, sensei, not senpai. Uh,
0: so, as to avoid having to call you by an actual human name. Which is one of the fun things of this game, where they actually still put the text in of them saying your name, but just like blatantly record over it with something else. Like this many times Yosuke is like, oh man, it's so good to have you on the team. And it says your name there, and he's like, partner? <laughs> yes. Um, so, we get that,
1: but. The best part about this whole Teddy being like super polite to you and rude to everyone else is as you go on more people end up joining your party. But to be fair he's
0: only rude to Yosuke yeah.
1: and he's nice to you and nice to everyone else. Yeah. But yes uh, it's not just you and Yosuke other people end up joining your party. For whatever reason during combat uh, in the first half Teddy kind of acts as your support and tells you about different characters and yeah, what's going can on. you can scan
0: enemy with yeah. their weak to get
1: some puns. He also will often point out like if one character gets badly wounded he'll be like Oh, Sensei, you're hurt! Watch out! Or, like, if a character gets a huge critical hit, he would be like, Chie, way to go! You're on a rampage! For the first half of the fucking game, he did not say one single fucking thing to Yosuke in my playthrough. (laughs) And I was just like, man, you fucking hate Yosuke! Hey! (laughs) I think that was just a fluke. I think it was pure coincidence, but it was amazing to me. <laughs> Which, to
0: be fair, the the dynamic of this game, there will be things. In fact, there was me playing through this this time. Things that happened by a complete fluke, complete fluke that were just so goddamn funny. Yeah. But, going back to the story as we were, you enter the shop. Yosuke hears the fact that apparently Asaki just hated the shit out of him. And then he's attacked by another Yosuke
2: the cooler yosuke a
0: shadow yosuke who actually hates this town and thinks everyone it sucks and this is a good moment of people dying for him to actually do something that's interesting and is like oh no, hell no that's not me in what becomes a running theme
1: throughout this entire fucking series a shadow appears who says shitty things the person who is like the mirror the real world version of that shadow is like you're not me the chat is like oh don't say that we're the same person (laughs) I would never say something like that (laughs) the real person's like go fuck yourself you're not me and then that immediately gives the shadow power to take over their world and become super powerful and then every other time it happens we're like hey don't say that and the person's like no fuck you real quick I gotta tell the shadow that I'm not the shadow (laughs) I need you to wait for one moment I need to initiate a boss fight (laughs) I need to create a powerful boss enemy for you guys to fight against that way I get a co persona afterwards (laughs)
0: I know how this goes. <laughs> I need to give you guys a lot of work so that I can be cool. Uh, so that's what ends up happening. You end up having to fight the shadow version of Yosuke. Uh, after it's defeated, he ends up deciding, okay, I guess I kind of do think that sometimes. Because yeah. all the characters kind of like non-like, just decide, okay, I guess that's kind of me. Yeah. While I was unconscious there, while you kicked the shit out of it, I realized I probably shouldn't say you're not me anymore. So yeah. I'm going to just agree to
1: this. I I've come to terms with the fact that I can say shitty things. The best part is, like, a little bit further on, after you fought a couple bosses, like, Yosuke brings up the fact, like, you never had, like, a shadow of yourself come out. You didn't have to go into conflict with that. I guess you're just, like, a real open guy, like, real open about your emotions. Like, sure, okay. Like, I don't
0: have any emotions. Well, there's a few factors. to this. The first one is there's a plot reason. Yeah. The second part is that gameplay stance-wise, you're a blank slate. Your character has no personality or dark side because you are filling in their personality as you go. So there's nothing for them to really conflict against, but uh, we're going to get to it, but there's a really cool concept in this game when you look at it as a whole that actually retroactively fixes this, aside from the plot reason. No, I just love how people
1: just, like, immediately buy into the fact that, like, everyone else had to fight against their own shadow, but... Nah, no,
0: I guess you're just cool, and like... Sensei's just the better person of us all,
1: so...
2: <laughs> Sensei's we're,
0: just... We're not going to think about anything in this whole situation. You're just going to put us under direct command. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to deal with
1: it that way. You're the purest human being. You could give us indirect commands and just say, focus on attacking. But no, you're going to directly assume control of our bodies, so as to make
0: us more pure, like you, <laughs> Sensei. <laughs> it's going to whirl a little worrisome from the description. Yeah. So... This is kind of like your first taste of a dungeon. There's no real levels to it. It's just kind of like the boss room. Uh, The next one you end up getting is... During this whole fight situation, Gia was left outside with a piece of rope. (laughs) A piece of rope specifically held
1: on to kind of like an idea of the Minotaur's maze from ancient Greek mythology. She's supposed to hold on to it so you could find your way out after you go in. It it, just immediately cuts once they pass through the
0: TV. So she's just panicking outside the TV because she can't go for help because
1: who's going to fucking believe her
0: at this point? Yep. Uh, but this all happens. She kind of spazzes up and then leaves. Uh, and then Yosuke's like, man, I'm tired. I'm going to go home and sleep. Fuck you. We'll apologize tomorrow after I rest. Jesus. And then on your way home, I believe this is where you encounter Yukiko, who's in the kimono just sitting outside the picnic bench. Yeah. go, like, yeah. oh, you wonder why I'm in this kimono? Well, I actually am part of a prestigious family that runs this inn. I run a local
1: inn and my mother's been feeling ill lately, so I've had to take over more official duties. And
0: then there's a news series about it where the person's like, oh, look at her in a kimono. It's so fun. And they decide to watch the Midnight Channel. And then there's a mysterious woman in a kimono. We couldn't figure who it was. Yeah, weird
1: how we've just been introduced to a character wearing a kimono. And then they were shown on TV wearing a kimono. And then we see a different character on TV whose face is blurred out, but they're wearing the exact same kimono. I wonder who the fuck it is.
0: Yeah. And then we end up putting pieces kept together here. So Yosuke, the reason he wanted to go on TV is because before Saki went missing, she showed up on the Midnight Channel. Yes. And before that, someone had mentioned seeing... Uh, the Mayumi news yeah, show up on the TV just before she disappeared. Yeah, and so their
2: first time into the TV world, the room that they stumbled across with the news had a bunch of posters of this TV personality. Well, it wasn't
0: Mayumi, uh that was on the face; it was, uh, darn, what's her name, the Anka singer.
2: Yeah, the Anka singer, right? Yeah. yeah, because the backlog to this story,
0: when we're getting the intro, is first off we see a model talking about the diet drink, and then we hear some news stories about uh, a senator named Namatame who. Uh, He's married to the Zinka singer, and then he had an affair with uh, a news reporter, Miami Omino, who came to the town. Uh, they divorced, and then she suddenly ended up dead, and they're trying to figure out did it.
1: Definitely remember the name of that senator because he may or may not be the murderer later,
0: depending on I mean how you play through the game. The interesting thing here, though, is like they don't do anything to hide Namatame is around for the game. Yeah. Because he's just walking through town. You can talk to him multiple times and it says Namatame. Yeah. <laughs> and he talks about it. It's like, yeah, I had a bit of an issue at work and now I'm working here with my family's business. Yeah. <clears throat> he's just really depressed all the time. <clears throat> he's like a sad guy. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a sad guy. But uh, at this point, that's. We're seeing a new person on the TV. It's like, oh, this person's in danger. We need to figure out who it is and try to save them. And. You can't figure out who it is, even though they're wearing a kimono and just walking around. I was like, fuck, let's just go to school, see if we can read it. And then Chie shows up. She's like, "Oh God, Yukiko's
3: missing, just spazzing it out." And it's like, "Oh, it's a Yukiko."
0: It's like, what in a kimono? I never put that together, but it could be. This might fit with the whole person we saw on TV.
2: Might have been Yukiko, <laughs> and hmm. you should try calling her first, though, before yeah. we jump to conclusions. And chance the phone, so I guess it wasn't Yukiko. Yep, yeah, so definitely not
1: you, let's go back and hopefully it's raining again tonight and we can get a better view of this person and figure it out.
0: And this is where we start getting the fun aspect of uh, the interesting intro to each character's dungeon, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this one, she's in a princess outfit outside of Castle and she's all about uh, finding her suitor, or a hot stud, if you will. Her,
1: The man she's going to marry, essentially, but in much less polite words.
0: So much more polite than a certain character uses a little bit later on. All right, <laughs> so you end up getting your main party of Chie, Yosuke, and Teddy, and going into the dungeon. Teddy ends up leading you there, and Chie, being the genius she is, just kind of runs off. This is also the point where Teddy starts making glasses for everybody as well. So that you can kinda, see through the fog. Yeah, these glasses let you see through the fog, and it's kind of just the aesthetic of the series.
1: Yeah, gotta be wearing glasses when you're fighting to look cool. Yeah. All three of us agree, as we currently wear glasses to record this podcast.
2: Battle glasses.
0: That's just to see through the fog in here now. Yeah. If we didn't have these glasses, it'd be impossible. Because I'm them. not turning off the fog machine. <laughs> Wait, there's fog? Shit, you're right. <laughs> so Yukiko's dungeon is essentially just a castle. Uh, it's a bit different from the other ones in the game, where there's two bosses that get personas. Yeah. Because as you guys might have figured out already, Yukiko's going to be the next party member. <laughs> So you fight your way up to the castle, you're kind of taunted by the person who's in the castle. It sounds like it's the person you're trying to save, but it's revealed that the Dungeon it's actually the shadow version. And kind of their thoughts that it's giving you the context of why their
2: dungeon was made this way, I guess. Yeah, kind of their suppressed emotions. Yeah,
1: the kind of feelings they've been hiding
0: throughout their lives up
1: until this point that they're now kind of starting to acknowledge.
0: Uh, so on the third floor, this is where we end up doing Chie's boss fight. Where Shadow Chie shows up, and it's like, man, Yukiko's great, but I'm gonna keep her as my slave, pretty much. Really, it's kind of, like, probably on the darker end of stuff we get, and it's like...
1: Yeah, where she only keeps Yukiko around because she makes Chie feel better about herself because of how shitty
0: Yukiko is, essentially. <laughs> so, you end up fighting this, and uh, where we fight the boss, which is lovely called by the community the Dominatrix Banana. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. a pretty accurate description of what that character looks like. Uh, So you end up fighting this one Chie then I guess I kind of feel that way sometimes And you end up helping her get out And establish that Oh we have to start doing this smart We can't just keep fucking running in everybody We have to actually have a plan Go in work this out We have to do it before the rain comes Because after the rain And the fog goes to the other side The fog lifts in the shadow
2: world And the person dies Exactly
0: Person always dies on a foggy day
1: shortly after it rains for several days in a row.
2: Yeah, because
0: that's when the shadows get angry and will attack anyone that's on the shadow side.
1: Yeah, because as the fog lifts from the TV world, or as the fog enters the real world, it leaves the TV world, and that makes them, the shadows angry. Yeah,
0: they can see, and they get angry because they can see.
1: Yeah, because they don't have Teddy glasses like everyone
0: else. That's true. Also, it's established that Teddy's glasses, uh, he can see because his eyes are the glasses. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, you end up working your way up to the top of Yukiko's uh, dungeon, fighting her, uh, and then essentially, this is where a running joke of, at this point, Teddy's just kind of a blank child of state, a yeah. slate, but he gets really obsessed with scoring a hot stud, or being that hot
3: stud. Yeah, yeah he's very <laughs>
2: confused about what scoring a hot stud is. he's essentially a child who knows nothing. And, and he, he quickly p- evolves into man whore. Yeah. yeah, he heard that from Yukiko's shadow and immediately starts questioning what it is. Yeah, because Yukiko's shadow wants to
0: <clears throat> essentially have that Prince Charming that's going to take her away.
2: Because yes. she is sick of being in Inaba. She doesn't want to have the responsibility of taking over family in and just wants to get away from it all and wants someone to help her away.
1: It gets worse in a couple of the later dungeons where character shadows start talking in an explicitly sexual nature. And Teddy gets even more convinced of, like, oh, do you want to try scoring with me, Yukiko? Let's ride together, Chie. It's like, no, you don't understand what you're saying, Teddy.
0: (laughs) Which, at this point, it's kind of safe to say, like, the concept of these dungeons, it's the people that are thrown in their uh, suppressed selves are creating a reality within this world that Mm. has to deal with it. And when you think about it, most of these characters, minus, I guess, Yosuke and Chie, are just sorts of sexual
1: oppression. Well... Kind of. The way I see it, because if you look at, uh, Yukiko's dungeon, it's less so of a sexual nature and more so just like, she wants to be treated like a princess, she doesn't want to have to work so much, so that's why she invents a world where she lives at the top of a castle, and is a princess, where princes come
0: across the land to kind of pledge themselves to yeah, her. and then the next character, their whole thing is about, they don't fully identify with what a masculine thing is. Yeah, they're... <clears> kind of unsure of themselves.
1: They're caught between mm-hmm. a masculine identity and a more bisexual identity.
0: And then for the one after that, they are struggling with a, a misunderstanding of the reality and want to find their true self. Yeah, and they then don't... after that, serves right. Okay. Trying to get the order correct. Yeah. Was Riese next? No, that was the one.
1: Riese was the one who wasn't sure. real identity. The, the, the next
0: party list. member after that one is... Uh, well, technically, it's... A person that's already dead gets their persona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then finally the last person is also kind of the same as the third one. Yeah. Which is on a slightly different aspect. It's the reverse.
1: (laughs) It's a whole fucking thing, alright?
0: So, you end up saving Yukiko. She's been missing for a while. Or, she wasn't missing at all. Like, when I play, as soon as I go in the first time, I just get them out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Just go in, like, as soon as you have...
1: So, the thing about the game is... A lot of the game is built trying to manage your time as wisely as possible. There's certain activities you can only do certain days, and you only have so much time because you can only do one activity in the evening, or afternoon, and one activity at night,
0: depending on the days. Now, keeping in mind, uh, up to the part where you get Shie's persona, you don't really have any control over your aspect of spending time. It's kind of the story going. It's Mm -hmm. after you save Shie's when you actually start doing stuff. So at this point, you're about seven hours into the game.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so now you have to start figuring out how to manage your time. So a big portion of that is finding out when you're going to go into the dungeon. Because if you don't go into the dungeon quickly enough, the person dies and you lose the
0: game. But you don't when... want to go in the dungeon constantly because you don't get to improve anything else. Because yeah. as we get explained to us by Margaret, the social links that you form by strengthening your bonds with other people kind of the core
2: mechanic of the game. Kind of strengthen your personas. Yeah, it makes and, your persona stronger. In so turn, makes you fight better in the dungeons. And yeah. also
0: unlock stronger personas. And when you boost your social link with party members, they also get bonus abilities yeah. and spells for the dungeons. Now, <clears throat> I played vanilla Persona 4. Golden did this time structure a lot better because you didn't really have the evening mechanic as it is golden. So you didn't get to leave the house in the evening in oh, the original okay. vanilla. The only time you got to leave was for one of two things. Was you could go fishing... Or you could go to a night job, which the only night job I believe at this point was the hospital. <laughs> okay. Fair. And there's nothing else you get to do at this point. So there was no outside at night time or talking to people and getting slight boosts to your social links, or you know, going bug catching, bug catching wasn't in the <laughs> original. Uh, and the beach and Okina are not in the mm. original as well. So you know a lot less stuff you could do. So managing social links was actually a lot harder than the vanilla version. It was you had to play almost perfectly. In order to get a 100% social link run in the vanilla version. This one makes it so much easier. <laughs> so anyways, what I found myself doing is anytime it fucking rained.
1: Because raining tends to shut down a lot of your opportunities. Most social links cancel themselves on rainy days and stuff like that. So the moment I had a rainy day, I was like, fuck it, going into the dungeon, clearing the dungeon today, just to get it out of the way. Because I only have so much fucking time to do everything. So yeah, it was a lot of... Oh no! Yukiko's gone missing! A week later, Yukiko's been saved. Now we have to wait
0: a month for her to recover so that we can talk to her again. Uh, now, a uh, thing about this is... Yeah, Rainens ends up shutting a lot of things. But how I tended to break it down was... Because one thing you have to do is... There's also... you got five stats. Yeah. And depending on where your stats are, it lets you do certain things... And actually lock certain social links. Progression or even starting them until you get them to a certain mm-hmm. level. So yeah. it's courage, knowledge... Uh, understanding. Understanding. Expression. And... Discipline. Diligence. So, certain tasks will increase that. Certain clubs will put it up naturally. You can take the Beef Bull Challenge at Aya and raise a bunch of stats if you do it correctly. Uh, So, there's some important social links uh, that you have to actually do this. For example, Nanako. You have to max out expression to actually finish Nanako's. You have to Dojima, you need high understanding. Exactly. Yeah. And then, for example, you need high courage to do the hospital, which gets you the double uh, social link.
2: It also helps that doing the hospital... Well, you need high courage to do the hospital job, but doing the hospital job will also Increasing give you courage. a lot more courage. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of things. And
0: luckily, these will carry over. So when I played the game the first time, I didn't max out my stats on my first playthrough. But it's so much easier to do stuff in the Golden Edition that I maxed out all my stats about two-thirds of the game.
2: Yeah, yeah that's what I've done. So now my next playthrough, I'll be set to just focus yeah, on this, social links and other things. This
1: first playthrough, I focused entirely on maxing out my stats. My social links were lacking, to say the fucking least, yeah. but on my second playthrough I plan on doing a lot more no. of those social
2: links. When I started playing, I started playing on normal difficulty, because I wanted to play through how you'd expect yeah. to experience the game. And, uh, it wasn't too bad. There were parts that I had struggles with. When I went into a dungeon, I'd go in twice. One time to get to the final floor, and then the next time would be to face the boss. Because by the time I got to the boss, I'd always be really low on SP and all that. Yeah, that's
0: why you got to max out the fox social link, and that's what I did on rainy days. I went to that shrine, and I made sure to max out that
1: link. Well, the fun thing about maxing out the fox is it doesn't actually take any time to max the fox. Doing the fox's quests takes time, but actually turning it in you can do without wasting time.
2: I made a mistake with the fox because uh, I think the second or third social link quest that you have to do to raise your social link with them you have to interact with a student at your school. I didn't start that quest until the break, the break. yeah. So I was locked out of progressing that for a long time, yeah.
0: The fogs um, you can actually finish pretty quickly as long as you know how to do the quests, yeah. Uh, they actually changed it a bit from the original version, but because where most of it's the exact same, I actually breezed through it pretty quickly. Because again, I the original Persona game I put about 400 plus hours into it getting everything done in that one. And surprisingly, after all this time, because I played it when it first came out back in 2009, I believe,
2: I still remember everything. Fair. But, um, uh, yeah, I started on normal, but about half of the way through, or two-thirds of the way through the game, I switched to easy mode, because I uh, had to get it done in order to record this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just made the story experience a lot more enjoyable, because I could focus more on just the story and not have to worry so much about the grind.
1: That was the thing for me, too. I So I started off on normal and kind of powered through like that. It was a lot of a grind. And then I think it was when I was fighting the Kanji's Shadow. It was like my third time trying to fight that fucking boss. I was just like, <laughs> why am I playing on normal right now? I'm just going to go through it easy so that I can finish this game. And when I go back through on a second time, I'll play it on normal and actually take my time enjoying it. But yes, I found the story a lot easier to focus on when I was not worrying so much about focusing on all my skills and all that shit.
0: This point in the game, and you're saying you gotta wait for Yukiko Yuki to recover. So, regardless of when you save the character, they're gonna be out of commission story wise until and you get to the end of the cycle where the fog is supposed to come out to the yeah. side. And for some reason, your character still checks the TV. It's like, I just want to make sure Yukiko Yuki didn't stumble her fucking way back yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, it's the best part is like it starts raining, and someone comes up and is like, Yeah, if we're uh, going to go save Yukiko, Yuki this is kind of our last chance to do it. It's like, Yukiko's Yuki already been saved. What the fuck are you talking about?
2: It's raining. It's uh, also, check, this, just this is just case. a
1: minor
0: aside. That's something I noticed playing the game again. But when they're walking to school and they're having that conversation, the protagonist is just slightly off tilt. So he's walking forward but facing the wrong way. So he should be walking in a different direction, but he's like kind of like sli- slightly sliding in the direction he's walking with everybody. Well, else. yeah, he's turned to face the camera and doing like a moonwalk type walk. Yeah, some weird f- a front sideways moonwalk. Yeah. And there's a few other of those glitches in the game where some things look a little off, but I'll get to that mm-hmm. later. Uh, but once you end up talking to Yuko, co- the investigation team's kind of well-established, and this is where you four decide, we're going to catch this person. Uh, and you start doing the investigation. At this point, your whole basis of going on is, it's women connected to the murder of the first person, are the people that are being targeted.
1: Even fucking tangentially. Now, at this point, I disagreed with the... Uh, Game a little bit, and I didn't think that was the connection. And by the time the next victim was identified, I was already a hundred percent certain that the connection was something else. Which the game catches up to me a little bit after that,
0: and like, oh wait a second, what if it's this? I'm like, yes, fucking of course it's this. Yeah. So uh, we start seeing a trend in this game where you're sitting there with Monica watching TV, and then biker gangs in our neighborhood, and there's this guy yelling get bent across the TV. Best p- at this point, people are like, hmm, I wonder who that guy is. And I'm sitting here it's like, new character.
1: Yeah, that's a new character that they're doing an awful lot of backstory on right now.
2: Best male character, might I add.
1: Well, the best part is like, not only do they introduce him in the TV show, that's the first time we see him, but fucking Dojima goes off on a fucking conversation about him before he comes on TV. That's Banji because- <laughs> Tatsumi. He was a nice kid
0: when he was growing up, but then he became a... A punk.
1: Yeah, it's just like... Wow, you're really going out of your way to introduce this character to me. I wonder if he's going to become significant almost immediately. Next thing you know, you're going to watch the fucking Midnight Channel that night because
0: it's raining.
2: And, and again, you're... it's a person
0: just like kind of screaming and throwing stuff around. No, it's like,
2: no idea who it is. No, what I did like though is since Dojima brought that up, your other classmates at school and next day are like, did you see who was on the TV? Yeah, I wonder who it was. You have the option to say, it was Kanji.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you. So we're going to check it one more night.
2: Yes. And this starts one of the the great
0: situations of. You, you decide you're going to tail Kanji to see if he's in danger and kind of warn him. And, but when you're doing this, someone else has already gotten to Kanji first, uh, which is the uh, the young prince detective. <laughs> it starts this whole chain of, which is probably my favorite joke in the whole thing. It's like, you're saying it like dudes. Yeah. What do you mean weird? <laughs> and is Kanji chasing them around? Well, the best part is the fucking
1: characters at this point like start sitting down and talking about it. Because they end up going into Kanji's mother's shop and they find a scarf that belonged to the original victim. And they're like, okay, so Kanji's not the victim. It's Kanji's mother. Because that fits our guide that we've already built up. And
0: it's just like, she wasn't the one on the fucking midnight no, channel. You, Kanji's mother is a character in the party with her own persona. I could get behind. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys finished the social link for Kanji, but damn. Yep. She is a scary lady. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they're just like, oh,
1: it's clearly Kanji's mother. It's like, you're looking at this all the fucking wrong way. It has nothing to do
0: with the first murder. The only other person in this group that has an intelligence that I would trust is Yukiko. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, of course, Yukiko and I paired up and... Well, you it. have to pair up with Yukiko. Yeah. It doesn't let you pair up with send. anyone else. It's like, this could be a chance to develop a social link. It's
0: like, damn it, game. Why
2: don't you let me do this normally? Why can't I choose who I want social links with? Send the two dumb people to actually tail Kanji. Smart. smart. Send the two smart people just kind of stand outside of the shop doing
1: nothing except chatting and... Asking for a girl's phone number if you've worked up your courage high enough at this point. <laughs> well, you get to ask for the yeah. Can I get your phone number for the investigation, or can I just get your phone number? Yeah. Best part is like earlier on, I asked Chie for her phone number, and I was just like, "Do you want to ask just straight out, or do you want to ask for the investigation?" I'm like, "Just fucking ask her straight up. Just get this over." So it's like you're not courageous enough to do this. I get to Yukiko, and I'm like, "Just ask her straight out. I was like, "Congratulations, you're courageous enough. You asked out a girl." It's like. That's not what happened, but all right.
0: (laughs) Yes, I I ate enough of that random food in the refrigerator (laughs) to actually talk to her. Apparently eating moldy old food makes you better at talking to girls. Good to know. Which, uh, that's one of my favorite things in the game, is just when you go to the refrigerator, and some of the shit that's in there, it's like, ah, there's a, Nanako's uh, science project is in there. Do you want to eat it? And it's like, don't tempt me, game. I fucking will. (laughs) It's like, you ate it, but you're not feeling as well, so maybe
1: you should go to bed early. (laughs) The other ones, the fun ones are when you eat shit and you still feel fine. And it's just like, there's a sandwich in there labeled Nanako's. Don't eat. Do you want to eat it? Yeah, I need the fucking courage right now. Yeah, it's a perfectly normal sandwich. You're kind of a shithead for eating Nanako's food, though.
0: (laughs) Or it's like, there's a chocolate in there that says dad on it. And like, don't you mind sitting right behind him? And it's like, mm -hmm. (laughs) mmm. I I have to... Abide by the fridge's wishes and eat the food. Yeah, but Doji must right fucking there, and I know he'll shoot me. But there's so many because there's a moment later in the game where it's like he threatens you.
2: Oh (laughs) yeah, there's so many times that the game just guilt trips you in in various situations. And I'm talking mostly about developing social links with Nanako. And oh. where it locks you out because your expression isn't high enough. Yeah. It's like, do you want to hang out with Nanako? You can hang out. Oh, but, Nanako, what do you want to talk about? Why do people die? Oh. It's like, you <laughs> don't have enough expression. So, okay, so I can't hang out with you. So you just say, yeah. "No, I can't hang out. And then Nanako's just like, "Oh, It's well, heartbreaking. maybe you
0: shouldn't have brought up people dying, Nanako.
1: Then we could have family fun time. It's fucking heartbreaking trying to develop social links with Nanako. Because it's a whole bunch of me walking up to Nanako She'd be like, oh, you want to hang out? And me?" would be like, nope, I guess not. And walking away, it's just like, no, I want to hang out with my little sister. And then she turns to me and she's like, so why do people die? And I'm like, all right, so this isn't happening today. Guess I got to go write some cement, or no, <laughs> fold some cranes so I can get better at expressing
0: myself. Fold some cranes and go to a drama club. Uh, so uh, back on the kanji topic, I guess. <laughs> so at this point. You end up giving Kanji the warning, and he's still, I'm taking you, stand because you said something but weird. Yeah. That doesn't jive with me. You may have slightly insinuated that I might be gay, depending on who you ask about their interpretation <laughs> of our words. It's okay if you want to hang out with dudes and all. <laughs> and then, th- that night, after you have this whole thing with him, you look at the TV, and what do you know, it's Kanji in a bath tower saying that he's discovering men. <laughs> yes.
1: Decided to meet all the salty sweet men in the world or some shit like that. So Kanji's yeah. dungeon is a bathhouse, And the
0: thing I enjoy about this situation is because as soon as it happens, your phone fucking rings and you answer, it just goes, dude, dude, <laughs> you saw it, right?
1: Yeah, I saw it. All right, let's talk to the girls tomorrow about this. But like, I need some me time right now to
0: think about what i am just seeing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when you get to the dungeon, because uh, uh, this is where the game starts, that Teddy's having issues locating people. So you actually have to start getting the truth about characters. Yeah. So you have to, uh, A little bit more around. of
2: their information about them so Teddy can pinpoint where yeah, they are. Yeah, their true self.
0: Yeah. And uh, you have to do this to get in the dungeon. Then when you finally get to the dungeon, Yosuke's like, I don't want to go in here. <laughs> and it's like, the boss goes like, why was Yosuke's dungeon someone else's? It, like, it, his dungeon would have just been full of, like, people that were, like, you know, friendly to him that were men. He's like, I think they're okay. <laughs> I like this it's just yosuke's dungeon is
1: just him at the top of a tower there's no monsters because he doesn't want anyone near him so it's literally just an
0: empty dungeon with yosuke at the top but he's hanging out with two other guys because if he's hanging out with one guy it'd be pretty gag yeah and that's kind of just yosuke's mo and it's like i don't i don't know what this is getting out of it because there's a part in the game where Sometimes on weekends, characters will call you to hang out. And he calls you to hang out. He's like, "Do you want to hang out?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "I also invited Dice Galon because I don't want people thinking we're gay or something." (laughs) He's like, "What?" I invited the two most macho
1: athletes at our school because I don't want anyone thinking we're gay. It's like you just made it four guys. Now it just looks like a
0: double date. Way to go, Yosuke. You skipped past straight back into gay territory. Well, this also developed my favorite thing of coming onto Yosuke every moment I had throughout the game. So oh, yeah. Like yeah. the part, uh, there's later on the cultural festival where you end up doing, like, a dating booth or something like that. And there's a part it's like, you can choose to quickly get a men's seat or get a female seat because you don't have enough girls to men. So you have, well, someone has to sit on the girl's side. And I just immediately went to the girl's side and the question comes
2: up, who would you date? I'm like, Yosuke. Like, <laughs> Dude, stop, don't do this. I did the same thing. For every chance I got, except for one instance, it was when uh, they were talking about going to the beach or something, or going swimming after the. Oh, who you want to trip. see in a swimsuit? Who you want to see in a swimsuit? And the options are Chiayukiyo and I chose Kanji. I chose Kanji for that yeah, one. Yeah, Kanji
0: absolutely. He's <laughs> like, I boy, that's nothing special. Just swim shorts. I
1: also enjoy, in a similar vein of like Yosuke trying to prove to the world how straight he is, the scene where you go to the city with Yosuke and Kanji follows on just. A pedal bike, and you end up having a competition to see who can get a girl's phone number the fastest, yeah. and you all
0: fail fucking miserably. I got a phone number, but then uh, the situation, I do it changed because this is part of the golden content, so I haven't played around with it much. But I talked to one girl, she gave me the number, and then when you call at the end, it's a man, and he threatens yep. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. call a
1: girl, and it's actually her boyfriend who answers the phone, he's really pissed off about the fact that you were flirting with his girlfriend. <laughs> Yosuke calls a girl thinking it's one person, and it's actually a girl in his high school. He really does not want to ask out. No one likes. Yep. That builds up a whole fun thing later on, where
0: he keeps interacting with her, and she's like,
1: no, let's not do this. It's like
0: I'm too much
2: girl for you. Yeah. And then she
0: destroys his scooter. Not the only thing she destroys in this game. No. No. Uh, But Kanji, you end up going through his dungeon just like the same, The patterns of the dungeon are the exact same. It's usually 10 to 11 floors. You usually fight... Uh, you, you have an encounter with the boss, or the shadow, on the third floor. You fight a boss, a uh, sub-boss on the seventh floor, and you fight the final boss on the last floor, which yeah. is usually the tenth, sometimes the eleven.
3: Yeah.
0: You fight Kanji's boss, and uh, Kanji's like, no one accepts me for who I am. I hate girls. They suck. They're so mean. And Kanji's like, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. He's not even like, you're not mean. He's like, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. He yeah. literally
2: punches out his shadow.
0: Yeah, yeah. and honestly, I think Out of all the characters that have development, most of the early characters, when it comes to their Shadow stuff, isn't that good. But, like, Kanji and Naoto, I feel, have some of the best character development in the game. Because most of the stuff, it's like, well, I guess you're kind to me. And then Kanji's one, where it's setting up as like, oh, Kanji's gay. But then it's like, it doesn't really matter what I am. I just kind of don't trust girls, and I like what I like. And I'm like, good on you, Kanji.
1: (laughs) I really enjoy, kind of, Kanji's development after that as well. Like, the fucking... Uh, camping trip that you all go on, where Kanji just kind of breaks into your tent because no one wants to h- allow him in his own tent. So. Although a healthy love of animal crackers. Yeah. Yes.
0: Oh my god. Eats all. Was it Yosuke's animal oh, crackers? Oh, Yosuke yes. starts eating the fucking animal crackers. He's like, wait, I didn't even see if there's the penguins. Like, there's a penguin's? Like, you ate them and you didn't know yes
1: <laughs> Oh god. So, yes, that whole situation happens, and then fucking Yosuke yells at Kanji to get out of the tent because he's still uncomfortable with this entire situation. So, Kanji ends up going to the girls' tent, and the girls fuck off and go back to the guys' tent because they also don't want to deal well, with Kanji right be- now. Not
2: before, which we find out in the following video. I'm raiding the girls' tent here! <laughs> In the morning, though, we found out that Kanji woke up alone in a tent because he burged into the girl's tent and immediately got knocked out. Now, yeah. here's the fun part, though. This could go
0: one of two ways. This could have been Chie, who we know is the athletic one, but I think it was Yukiko. It was I 100% Yukiko. believe it's
2: Yukiko. Chie could have, Yukiko would have. <laughs> yeah, Yukiko totally <laughs> dropped Kanji. Yeah. Because Chie's only act of violence against any other character it's is... kicking Yosuke in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. For, For breaking his or child, the dragon. For Yukiko has hit people several times she already. She like a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's,
0: the part, there's a part, I can't remember exactly where it was, but Yosuke's like, ah, maybe I should get some personal studying. Hey, Yukiko! And she just fucking slaps him. He's like, oh, you meant studying. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with a lot of men at the fucking inn I work at. Well, at the, this fucking fucking comes up of the, sometimes. the fucking beginning of the game, when you're leaving school with Yukiko and she for the first time, this guy just walks he's like, hey, Yuki, wanna go on a date? And he's like, what? And it's like, come on, are you coming or what? And it's like, no. He's like, well, fuck you then. <laughs>
1: spreads up. I'm going to be honest. Knowing nothing about the game in my first playthrough, I was like, that guy's the murderer right there. That guy's 100% the murderer right there. And he Yukiko's going to be the first target, and then Yukiko goes, goes missing into the TV, and I'm like, what do you mean? He got a name Mitsuo. He
0: has an icon when he talks. He's definitely not coming back.
2: Now, when I first saw him, I was like, I was like hmm, could be the murderer, but he's more likely just going to be some sort of distraction away from the actual murderer. I very quickly moved on from this plan, but yeah. mm-hmm. I fully believed
1: he was the murderer at the beginning, and they were giving us a little hinty note of, like, here's the murderer, you see him now, and not again until the end. And you have to be like, where have I seen you before?
2: Although, mm-hmm. since we have said this, I will mention that the first time you actually see the actual murderer, I actually called that he is the actual murderer.
0: Oh, fair enough. So, something fun, funny here, too, is, I want to go back to the Kanji thing, <clears throat> is, the way that Kanji accepts the shadow is actually pretty awesome, too, because... The whole thing is Kanji Shadow just wants to be accepted. He doesn't care about who he He's actually states, like, I, one of you accept me to somebody. I don't think Kanji Shadow actually wants to kill people. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, Kanji punches him, as you mentioned. And then Kanji's like, get up. If you're actually, I know you're me, and me can take a punch like yeah. that. And it's like, yeah. He's like, I'll accept you because I just want to be accepted. And uh, there's another thing we haven't mentioned at this point, but every time you save someone and the fog passes, we get a situation where it shows the streets of Inaba with fog and just a person going dot, dot, dot.
1: Yeah. The best part is, like, it shows a little text box at the bottom that's like, someone is speaking, that you see any other time someone talks. And it just says, a voice, and then dot, dot, dot. And the first two times I saw that, I was like, why the fuck are you specifying that a voice isn't saying
0: something? You don't need to put a voice. I usually take dot, dot, dot
3: as
0: a... But it could also just put... Mm. it's not as bad as it was a voice and then it had the parentheses to indicate it was an internal thought and not actual talking true (laughs) and it's like hmm again nothing so this is hinting at this is the killer who is aware of what's going on and they're surprised that nothing's happening they're getting a bit annoyed that their plan keeps getting foiled so again after you save kanji whether you wait or go for it you have to wait for him to recover and then kanji starts coming to school and he joins the team and this is where there's a situation of essentially trying to figure out who the person is and what the new M.O. is of who the targets are, you end up coming to the establishment that it's children of the people connected to the crime. Not the much more obvious people who just appear on TV before and keep getting targeted because they appear on TV. Yeah, and that ends up being the reveal, but they don't really figure that out until after the next victim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at this point, they're still operating and it's still people connected to the crime. Uh, we get an interesting scene on the roof where Yukiko loses her shit over fried tofu. And Yosuke has to buy people steak again. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And that's a normal trend of Yosuke. Yosuke does something and buys people steak to make amends. Well, the best part is Yosuke eats all of
1: fucking Chie's food. And Yukiko's just looking at you standing there not eating food. And she's like, well, do you want to try some of my food, I guess? And you're just like, sure. And, gives and you, you get the, the two options. options. Try a take a small bite or engulf the whole thing. And and and, I chose take a small bite. Of course, because you're a normal person, much like me. And then you take a small bite, realize it's delicious, and then wolf down the entire <laughs> you start thing. like, mash in the butt, like, stop, 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 don't <laughs> do this, Yukiko, she's going to hurt us. <laughs> Yukiko will kick us in the nuts, I know it's going to happen. She is one moment away from becoming the ring girl. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <yeah, so> now, you, <laughs> Yusuke owes everyone steak because
0: of the situation you and he created together. Yeah, uh, so, Yukiko doesn't want steak, she just wants fried tofu. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Kanji ends up joining the investigation team, not as the person who's going to think out things, but as more of the guy who's going to punch things, because yeah. the party really needed this. Yeah, you got four thinkers, and now you got a kanji to punch the things you've thought
1: oh out. To be kanji. fair, I wouldn't say four thinkers. You got <laughs> two thinkers, and now th- two people to punch, counting Chie, and a dumbass on your team. I love how simple and straightforward. The last one's the game, right? Yes, of course.
2: Like, kanji's just so simple and straightforward, he's fantastic. Yes. He's it's a very shame. direct character. It's
0: a shame that game-wise, he actually doesn't fit into the party that well, though. Yeah. Yeah. For so, so the, but... the entire
2: game, I just stuck with the original for the protagonist, Yosuke, Chie, and Yukiko as my partner. Yeah, game.
0: Yukiko is probably the best healer in the game, so yeah. she's pretty much a staple. You can sub her up for Teddy later on, though, because Teddy does get some good abilities. But yeah. why? Because Teddy. Mate, you're the one person I would expect to argue for
1: including Teddy in your party no matter what. See, I liked Teddy up until... He stopped being a bear?
0: He stopped being Teddy.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's acknowledge what happens to Teddy now, because this is a whole fucking thing. He grows
0: a body. There's nothing to talk about.
1: He gets the shit kicked out of him, deflates, gets real depressed about the fact that he's empty on the inside. Starts working out and grows a body. Does crunches until the boy... Uh, the body of a like hot boy develops inside the mascot costume yeah. there's a body there's nothing else to
2: it and then all of the blood goes straight to his new dick yeah
1: <laughs> he leaves uh he comes out into the fucking real world and he's like wait what are you guys what are you doing out here he's like i was bored and you guys weren't coming to visit me and i was sad so i came out to your And everyone's like all right well cool hi teddy and then he just starts taking off his costume, he's like, it's so fucking hot. And a case, like, no, you're a blank void inside there. You can't take off you your suit.
2: Scare the children, Jesus.
1: And then Teddy takes off his costume and he's just like a hot boy on the inside. Yeah, although he's naked. He's a hot boy. Like naked a hot boy. boy. Yeah. I said hot boy, Matt, what more do you want from me? Oh, I'm definitely gonna end up on a list after someone <laughs> listens to all these episodes. Oh god.
0: So, uh the development of Hot Boy Teddy does happen with the next dungeon in the set, which is Famous idol Risei Kujikawa, or Rosette, is coming to town because she's on a hiatus. Uh, So this all develops into, you quickly figure out that Rosette is the next target. Yeah. Uh, So you decide that you're going to kind of stake out her place. And it's a little difficult because she's a famous idol coming to town, so everyone's fucking there. And this is where, I should point at this point the reason your your team's able to keep on top of everything so well for, like, what's developing in the case right now is because Adachi's a very incompetent cop, and he just kind of accidentally let things splurt all the time. When he's not trying to ditch his job while hanging out in the June S Mall. Because yeah. his apartment doji's like, if you see Adachi, tell him to stop slacking off. He you find him just sitting like, oh, I'm, I'm totally working here. I'm
1: a cop, so I'm walking the beat. Well, half of the fucking social link opportunities you have with Adachi are just hanging out in June S Mall with him, too. Yeah,
0: ditching stuff.
1: So anyways... I feel like, at this point, is probably the logical point when most players playing through this game would kind
0: of figure out who the murderer is. Because uh, not necessarily, at, like, actually looking online, a lot of people don't figure it out until the uh, van incident, which Fen- mm-hmm. went. So I feel like we should save it till there to yeah. keep a logical game, right, cool. that's also where the game kind of tips its at. Okay.
1: At this point, I would say that there is a fair bit of evidence being sprinkled around for you to pick up on, but yeah. you
0: might not figure it out until later. Uh, so... Rise, uh, you end up warning her. You actually physically always like, "Hey, you know those people that have been going missing here in town? You're next." Yeah, and you just kind of walk out while eating tofu. Yeah, we're pretty sure you're the next fucking target. Except that move on, and, and also- then the best part is too, because Doji and Adachi show up later, and it's like, "Oh, also about the things going." I was like, "It's okay, your nephew already told me." <laughs> like what? <laughs> well, the best
1: part is fucking. Well, not the best part, but another fun fucking Yosuke moment that happens before this is as you're walking into the shop to visit uh, Rosette or Rize, whatever you want to call her, uh, she works in a tofu shop with her family now and fucking Yosuke is like, what kind of tofu should I get? I'm gonna go and buy some tofu while we're there. And you're just like, you got a list of like random different types
0: of tofu yeah, the other thing I love about this too is like because when the game first came out like even when you're doing like the, you can make bento boxes yeah. and it's like okay you're making gaki or whatever and it's like what ingredient do you want to put into it and it's just like a bunch of stuff it's like I have fucking no idea what this is <laughs> yeah so it's a bunch of tofu I don't
1: know except all of them have tofu in the name and then I just pick the last one which doesn't have tofu in the name I'm like let's figure out what this is hopefully they describe it and then fucking Yosuke is like, "Yeah, that's great because I'm actually allergic to tofu, and that's the one that doesn't have tofu." And like, oh, in that then, case,
0: have the first one. Yosuke. It's like,
1: then why the fuck did you make it an option if there's only one that you can yeah. actually eat? Why did you make
2: it up to me what you picked? Yeah, because I, I trust you, leader. I chose the first one. Yosuke is like, but I can't eat tofu. I'm like, then why'd you ask you what tofu to get? That's well, it. I'm hitting on
0: you for the next three social conversations. <laughs> The bottom one apparently isn't made from tofu, even though it's sold in the tofu store. So you can have that one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so you end up staking out the place with Adachi as well, who's also staking at the place. And you find someone who's, like, stalking her, I guess, trying to take photos. And you chase him down. And he's like, if you come any closer, I'm going to jump into traffic. I'm like, well, that just solves the whole
3: problem right here, doesn't it? If he's actually the killer.
1: <laughs> Murder is stopped as soon as the killer jumps into fucking traffic. But you come up with this... I would call it complicated, but not at all complicated plan. tackle him
2: from behind. Or you
1: tackle him from behind. Except, I don't know if this is how it played out for you guys, but for me, he just ended up turning around and you still tackled him into fucking traffic. And I was just like, that d- defeats the purpose
0: of tackling him from behind. He's still going into traffic. And then was like, that's it. We're taking you on suspicion of murder. And <laughs> he still walks off with the guy. And a like, well, problem solved, guys. Nothing to worry about. Check the TV later that day. Reese is on TV. Shit. Yeah, fucking of course she is. So, her dungeon is essentially, uh, it's, um, uh, mara Q. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, I'm gonna bear it all to find out my true self. It's a strip tease. She's gonna not tease and just and strip. You remember when you got the phone call for Kanji's dungeon? Exact same thing. You get Yosuke again, he's like, dude! <laughs> Let's tell the girls about this in the morning. I assume they're watching TV, but I don't want to talk to them right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I need me time. <laughs> And this is the dungeon that Yosuke really wants to go into. Like, he's really feeling it. Yeah. So I didn't take Yosuke to this dungeon. Of course not. Well, the entire time you're going through the dungeon, you...
1: So, through... At least through kanjis a little bit. I don't remember if you heard it at all during Yukikos. But during kanjis, you start to hear voices of other people as you're going through the dungeon. And you realize that's the sounds of people watching midnight TV. And seeing this events unfold on the midnight channel. So... As you're kind of going through uh, Rize's one, and she keeps talking about stripping naked and bearing it all, and you keep hearing people on the other side of the TV being like, ooh, yeah, I can't wait to see this. And you're just like, man, I really got to stop anyone from seeing this. I got to get up there and stop this. Also, Yosuke's not coming, because he's
0: definitely on the side of
2: everyone watching (laughs) this. Yosuke
0: will hinder this mission. (laughs) Yes. He will do his best to make sure she strips. Yeah, but this is where the game starts hinting that people can see what's going on in this channel, or at least the person that's in here is a shadow form, and the popularity of this thing is becoming bigger and bigger.
1: More people are beginning to find out about the Midnight Channel because it's the kind of rumor that spreads and then people watch it and find out even weirder stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, so uh, you end up going to the boss fight with Risei, and this is where the game kind of pulls a little bit of a bait and switch on you where you start fighting the Risei Shadow after she doesn't accept it for being, I don't have a person as uh, like, oh, no one cares about me for who I am. Yeah. And then you end up fighting it and then you can't hit it. So you just kinda of have to sit here for a bit while you don't do anything to it. And it's like, oh no, it's defeating us, we can't do anything. And then T Say uh not T Say Teddy ends up charging up, he's going, uh it's
2: like, does he, say, he says a pun. Come on, Matt, what was it? Oh, I can't remember the pun. I was too <laughs> distracted by the fact that Teddy was jumping in front yes. of a big attack. I'm like, oh boy, Teddy's gonna die. It's I'm going something. Doesn't matter, moving on. It's like I'm going ferocious or something. Yeah, like. that's, I think that
0: I think it was I'm going ferocious. He almost got through a punable <laughs> moment without a fucking pun. And then he lights up, he goes Super Saiyan, charges into it, and then knocks the Shadow Dam. And then it's Risei and Shadow Risei and it. it's like, and then Risei just kind of fucks with the whole system It's like, it's okay, you're cool, I guess. I don't have a real me, so fuck it. And it's like, yeah, why not? And, Wait, what? That's not how this works. That was an <laughs> ouch.
1: And then you're like, "Sweet, we got Reza as another but member of our party." Teddy and
2: is experiencing his new, yeah, he's like, existential well, "No real
0: me." And then we get Smart Teddy. Yes, and Smart Teddy's scary. I don't like Smart Teddy.
2: <laughs> he was the legitimate first terrifying
1: thing in this game. Well, it was fun because so at this point, Rize kind of brings up the fact that like, it may you may have thought you were getting another regular party member, but she's like, "No, I'm gonna take over Teddy's role. I'll support you guys from the back lines. I'll give you guys helpful advice." And then Teddy becomes the big boss that you gotta fight. And I'm just thinking to myself during this fight, please, for the love of God, let him be dead after this. He doesn't awaken and gain a persona and become a capable fighting member of our team. He dies after this, and we never speak to him again.
0: We all agree that right now, right? I mean, no, because later on, Teddy has a very important role in this game. Yes. And I I enjoy Teddy. I'm gonna say right here,
1: I enjoy Teddy. (laughs) I'm going to say, at this moment, I was just ready for him to be dead. Then we got to see hot boy Teddy, and I was back on the Teddy train, and I was like, you know what? I like you, Teddy. Looks like I
0: got a new party member that's all about the healing. Out of the way, Yukiko. Yukiko, you can go stand in the back. It's just me, Kanji, and Yosuke, and Teddy hanging out today. Uh, So, uh, you end up beating Shadow Teddy, who is like, you have no existence, everything's pointless. He's pretty much just a giant evil-looking Eeyore. Yeah. Life has no meaning. So you end up beating Shadow Teddy. Teddy realizes after getting his persona, which is probably the most interesting looking persona that you can get for the main party members. Yeah. And he's like, I need to get ready because I'm going to be important to this team now. And he starts doing sit-ups as Flat Teddy. As you do. Yep. And he, while well, he's doing the sit-up, he's kind of shaking there. It's like you and him lock eyes and then social links.
2: It's like, what, what, what?
1: Me and Teddy are friends now, I guess. I get
2: way too many social links from Teddy of him just staring at me. Yeah. I'm a little worried. You stare deep into his soul, and his soul stares
0: back. Uh, so, at this point, there's another school trip. I believe. I believe this one is when they take the trip to uh, name, the City. But they so go like to Port, Port, Port City or something. Yeah, Port City to yes. Gekkon School, which mm. is, if you know, the school from Persona Three, where the protagonists and all the characters go there. So nope. all. The... I don't know that. Sorry. So it's the location of Persona Three. Sure. Uh, Persona 4 takes place
2: two or three years roughly after Persona and when, 3. And they, they don't go quite yet, because there's another murder before they go. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes. So they, they kind of discuss so the, the hot springs sp- then.
0: No? Yeah, because it'd be the summer festival in hot springs. Because the, dun- the next dungeon takes place over the break. Right, yes, it is the hot springs. So they you take Nanako to Yukiko's inn. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And this is where one of my favorite moments go, where you end up going to the hot springs accidentally,
2: when it should be the men's hour, but it's the women's hour. But it actually was the men's hour, just you could kill it
3: up.
0: Yeah, and then uh, when you're standing there, and you're kind of like standing your ground, it's like the option says, like, stand your ground or retreat. And then, of course, you could stand your ground. And it's like, your courage was really high. But then you realize, courage has nothing really to do with this. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> but yeah, uh, so
1: you and the investigation team are kind of discussing the fact that, like, you've thwarted the murderer several times now. He's probably going to start looking for another way to kill people if this keeps up. And you might not find a good way to catch him, but whatever, as long as people stop dying, that's all that really matters. And then the next thing you know,
0: King Moron fucking dies, and you're all okay Yeah, because you you're like, yeah, we saved Rise, and then uh, Moroka is just dead. And it's like, oh, oh. Wait so, like, uh, he,
2: he wasn't on the TV. This is weird. It doesn't fit the
0: case at all. He wasn't on the TV. He also wasn't
1: in TV land. Maybe it's a completely unrelated murder. Who knows? Yeah, definitely but, not the characters.
0: According Sorry. to the police, he died of blunt trauma. Definitely still a part of the murders. Yeah. And mm. then you end up tracking down that it's related to a high school student and you have to go through a fetch quest of some sort to figure out where you were to talk to that person. Really, these just get really... I find that a lot of these are kind of a hindrance. The aspect of them giving you more information with the character is kind of cool. But I never really was a fan of these.
2: because yeah, It just, it just kind of, of feels like you're walking back and forth talking to everyone yeah. to figure out something. Especially with
0: the ones that take multiple days to get the information. Yeah. It's interesting because it's
1: the, like, main real investigation aspect of the investigation team. Other than that, it's mostly a combat team. You don't do a huge amount of investigation, so... You're you're pretty much the rescue squad. Yeah, it's enjoyable that you actually get to do a bit of investigating, but the way it happens, where it's just walk around the city, go to
0: sleep, wake up the next day, walk around to the spots you can now go, it's less than thrilling. Uh, So, you end up tracking down the person. You find out that the person suspected of being the criminal is Mitsuo. What do you know? The guy that tried to hit on Yukiko at the beginning of the game. He's like, oh, pieces of the puzzle are coming together. So he ends up showing up on the Midnight Channel because he just disappeared. And then he starts taunting you. Uh, well, he says, come try to catch me. In uh, his, like, raspy, like, soft voice, like, try to catch me. <laughs> it's very unpleasant.
1: Let's just yeah. put it that way. He's also unpleasant to look
0: <laughs> at yeah, yeah, he's not a good-looking person, <laughs> unlike Teddy. <laughs> 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 Fucking Mitsuo. Uh, But you get to his dungeon, and it's just a video game. Yep. Just like a thing. Yep. So you have to go to the castle. This is the first dungeon that kind of fucks with you with how you're supposed to complete the dungeon. Because if you're trying to rush through the dungeons, the game says, fuck you, go back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you have to get a special orb to unlock the last door.
3: Yeah.
2: Which, at this point, I was going through every room and every floor, so it wasn't any issue for me. Well, that's just how you play an RPG. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Anyone who has experience playing RPGs knows that, oh, there's the stairs to the next floor. I'm gonna ignore that for a minute and explore every. You also want every fucking item you get because yeah. you know you never know. I have a hundred healing items by the end of the game because I might need them. I might need them. Oh, I'm at one health. I'm just gonna do an attack and hopefully kill the enemy because I need to save my healing items for when I really need them. <laughs> I'm when I'm dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was just a thing.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, I guess the Mitsuo boss is also kind of a puzzle boss compared to some of the other ones too. Because there's layers to this fight where you have to knock off the armor before it goes back in order to deal damage to the actual boss. I wouldn't call it a puzzle,
2: more so just. It's a tiered fight. Tedious. This is how I'd describe it.
1: This dungeon and boss as a whole felt to me more like they wanted you to actually think about it if you hadn't been thinking about your actions up until this point. If you were just kind of going through the
0: motions. This one kind of forced you to actually think about what well, you were doing a also, bit. starting at the Rise fight, most bosses at this point onward don't really have a weakness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to it, it's usually the weakness was the whoever you got for the last uh, dungeon, their element, which, uh, for Yosuke is wind, Chie is ice, Yukigo is fire, uh, Kanji is lightning. Usually that would be the thing you use on the next boss. No. Once you get to the Rise fight, there's no real elemental weaknesses anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you end up fighting the Mitsuo boss. You have the kind of like showdown thing of like he's like, "Yeah, I did it, ha ha ha." What are you gonna do about it? Also, who the fuck are you guys? Yeah. How did you get in here? I'm the murderer. Accept it and move on. <laughs> now, how do I get out of here? Does anyone know? I'm very, confused about, the, very confused about this. Very confused with the current situation. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty cool persona thing you got there. Can I have one?
2: So you take him out and hand him off to the
0: police. <laughs> he doesn't get a persona either. He passes out and the persona just turns it's all... He's like, well, I still need that persona, by the way, guys. Too bad. You suck. Go to jail. We caught him. Mystery solved. <laughs> with like six months to spare. Yeah. I don't need to use the full year. I can just have fun now. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Tatsumi Port island.
2: Let's go have some fun. Yeah. With our
0: new teacher to replace Moroka. Oh, yeah. Kashiwagi. Yep. Teacher who's, like, a little bit too interested in the lives of her students. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, 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 uh, as I was saying before, this is the part where we get to the point where we are visiting the island that's the home of the Persona 3 storyline. Cool. So, the nightclub was one of the hangout spots, Gepka High High's a school. In fact, the student council president is uh, Chihiro, uh, Fuji-something. I can't remember her name fully, but she's one of the characters that you can social link with in the original game. True. In fact, the that she's talking about helped her with a lot of things is uh, Mitsuru, uh, which is one of the characters you play, and possibly the protagonist who helps her overcome her fear of men. Hmm. Fun. So a lot of fun, like, nods to the game originally, uh, that came before it. You end up hanging out a lot of spots, and you end up meeting the best teacher from that game, which is Edogawa, who has a habit of, even in his uh, in the Persona 3 game, he's like, today we're talking about this subject, because that's on the curriculum. But fuck that, I'm going to talk about this obscure history thing. And that's all he fucking did through the whole game whenever you got a lecture. And he ends up telling you a bunch of interesting things about, you know, about Izanami and Izanagi and interesting plot stuff. It's definitely not related to anything in the game. Definitely it makes not. me suspect that Edogawa might actually be a being from the Shadow World for some reason who is living at this school and just waiting for protagonists to show up. Don't
3: but remember. that's just me. Hmm.
0: Those names definitely aren't important.
3: Yeah,
2: and other, th- other interesting things happen on the island, like your teacher booked for a hotel for your class. I, uh, love hotel.
1: Yeah? I mean, where else was she supposed to book you? She yeah. can't book a couple of students at a normal hotel? Oh, yeah.
2: You and the
0: investigation
2: <laughs> team... Oh, if you put
1: a coin
0: in, the bed starts to rotate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you and the investigation team go to a club, and Rise, Yukiko, and okay. Teddy get drunk <laughs> off of soda. This
0: is one of my favorite moments in the game, too. Because, like, they're all hanging around in Naptos there. It's like, now just yeah. like, oh, I was just investigating this place was safe. Anyways, see you later. It's like, what? <laughs> What are you talking about, Nato?
2: Like they're acting drunk, but they can't possibly be drunk because no. this place no, serving that Nepal. she's
0: there at the club for some reason. <laughs> for no
1: like good reason. She's just hanging out at the club. <laughs> she's a detective. She can't enjoy a vacation
3: right now. <laughs> oh anymore. by the way, we said she multiple times. He, Plot twist, is a girl. Yeah, the prince right.
1: detective is actually a girl. That's something we find out because there's sexism in the police and she doesn't want to be a girl. Yeah, but you don't
0: know this at this point, you're just kind of hanging out with Nato.
1: You still yeah. think he's
2: she
0: he he He's still thing now. as a guy. Yeah, so you're all hanging out in the club area, drinking, and Rise, Yukiko, and Teddy get apparently wasted. And then says like, we're gonna play the Kittens game! And this game gives you a slight chance of, like, you know, surviving.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But kind of not. Because <laughs> the, the funny thing is, too, like, it makes you feel like you could have been the target of Teddy's
2: Kiss, but you oh, weren't. You, you definitely were the target, because <laughs> you were the number that he called. Yeah. But he misses you completely and nails it kanji. But you can also miss it and
0: not be the number, and it is kanji. Oh. Yeah. So this is a fun way of, like, the situation's changed slightly, but not really, based on the outcome. Okay. And then uh, you go through all these games, and then uh, someone asks Naoto, like, oh, tell us about yourself. And it's like, oh, sure, but I'll only answer this if... I, in turn, get to ask a question back. Like, That's not how this fucking game works now, <laughs> no. It's Not how this works, but, but everybody okay. agrees. And you have the option of just... Wait, wait, I, in this situation, can you be straight with them? Or is it... Um, Yukiko Yuki no. just Yuki, fucking Yuki says Yuki it. Kill. Yeah. We say Persona, and then Personas happen. We go into the TV and fight the shadows. <laughs> I should have known you wouldn't take me seriously. <laughs> You're just making shit up.
2: No one goes into TVs anymore. Or ever. It's like, I'm sorry, Yukiko's drunk somehow yeah. like no whether she can't be drunk yeah like they don't serve they alcohol, haven't served alcohol for years
0: <laughs> but she's definitely fucking drunk yeah uh so that's how the tatsumi trip goes and then uh you kind of just hang out for a bit for eating ramen
2: teddy eats all the ramen and can't move so you pray to teddy as you leave him behind yeah yeah, how did he get back? Because he said he used up all his money on the ramen, so he didn't have enough money for a train ticket back. I would assume
0: the same way they got him into the hotel. <laughs> but they left him there. Also, the part where Teddy gets revealed for coming along on the trip is pretty great. Where it's just him talking, it's like, wait, who is that? And then it just hands up, is this Teddy on the roof? <laughs> yeah. How would I let them know that I was here? <laughs> oh, fuck, it's great. Or all the scenes of Teddy just hitting on random people to get things, like the the food lady inside June <laughs> It's like, I want you to grill them all, baby. <laughs> Oh, Hot Boy
1: Teddy's the best. (laughs) Pun Bear Teddy's the worst, but Hot Boy Teddy I love.
0: And I believe the beach trip also happens at this point. I think so. Because there's a few things. Mm. And the beach trip's pretty fun because it has one of my favorite moments of like, everyone goes to the beach, they ride out. Teddy is using rollerblades and Kanji's on a bicycle. Because Kanji's not quite old
2: enough to get a motorcycle license.
0: Yeah, and then there's a situation on the beach where... Teddy is trying to remove, uh, clothing.
2: Yeah, Teddy is trying to experience a good old beach wardrobe malfunction. Yeah,
0: and then, uh, Kanji grabs him, pulls him otherwise, like, I finally got him. And then you realize, Kanji's not wearing other pants.
2: <laughs> and and the then best... he looks down and he's like, whoa, the
0: wardrobe malfunction was mine. Yeah, so there's a part there where he's using Teddy to try to hide himself, and the girl's like, we're coming onto the beach. And then he's like, oh no, we gotta do something. And... And Teddy's just crying about his dignity the entire yeah, time. So Yosuke runs off, and he looks to you for, what should I do? Now I have a question.
2: What did you guys select? It's like, find a swimsuit. But then they're just immediately like, we don't have time for that. What did you select? I also
0: selected find a swimsuit. <laughs> I suggested seashells. <laughs> no, no, it, clearly I picked the best option, because Conj's like, yeah, that might work. Oh, shit, no, that's too sexy. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's spectacular. <laughs> So Kanji's fully on board for the seashell. We realize, now it's too
2: sexy. I can't do this. Oh my god. Another reason why Kanji's the best.
0: <laughs> and that's the fun thing, because obviously is going to become a party member. Yeah. Kanji's a party member, and Marie's a party member. And in the vanilla version, the uh, concert, the beach trip, and there's something else. There's another hot springs trip in there, plus all the stuff that happens after December, isn't in the original game. Yeah. So these characters didn't really get much development. You kind of just got their dungeon and then nothing else. So they didn't get a lot of character moments. They are very interesting characters, but this ends up adding so much more to the characters that I feel like those three actually get to shine in the game and you get to see fully, like, the worth of the characters, which is great because Kanji and Naoto are probably two of my favorite characters in this game and they had dick all to do. (laughs) Because by the time you get to Resay, the story's kind of hitting high gear and there's not really any break time and this kind of slows down the pace at certain moments to kind of, like
2: give more fun, cheery stuff. Because right after the re- or the end of the Risei dungeon, that's a very serious and dark moment that they left off with. And then they're like, okay, we can't go through the rest of the game serious like this, so we have to bring back some lightness to it. Yeah, and we also
0: get the concert uh, around this time, too. Yeah. And the concert's a pretty fun one, where it's like, uh, oh no, they canceled the band that was supposed to be there, so we need to have uh, Risei help us out. And it's like, only if you guys are my backing band. <laughs>
2: That makes sense, of course! <laughs> like no musical experience whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, Actually, at this point. Yosuke has a guitar. There's but... something first, because we get the Naoto dungeon before this happens. Yeah. Right, yep. Yeah.
0: So, Naoto, uh, earlier in the game, uh, Naoto kind of gets the butt of the joke for a few of your party things. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't just a game to you, so you don't understand what's going on, and you shouldn't think you're taking it seriously. But, Naoto knows, you show up on the TV, you get kidnapped, and at this point, they're ready to put everything on Mitsuo. Even though they can only prove that he killed Moroka,
2: they're ready to put everything on him, but you know that it's not Mitsuo. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, you're pretty sure it's not Mitsuo. Yeah, and so is Naoto at this point. Yeah. So Naoto enacts their own plan.
0: Yeah. So ends up putting themselves on TV to get caught. Yes. So they end up making themselves the target. They go missing as expected. And then you have to figure out Naoto's stuff. And then when you get there, uh, well, Naptu shows up on the TV in like an oversized lab coat, talking about "We're going to bend science in reality." We're
2: gonna do a body modification experiment. <laughs> Finally, science had reached its pinnacle. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, So my first time playing it
0: was like, okay, Naptu is kind of like an interesting character before. I think Naptu is gonna be my favorite character after yeah. this. So See, you get there, yeah, it's like scientist it's, it's a secret base <laughs> <laughs> you, instead of going up in the dungeon, you're now going downwards
2: yep. into the laboratory. Mm-hmm. So, the theme was cool, but I found this dungeon really annoying for me. One, because I was playing late at night. Two, I might have been really tired, but I'm pretty sure that the dungeon glitched for me. And three, I had... This was the first time I actually had to look up a guide on how to get through the dungeon. Yeah, because the dungeon makes you
0: go up until you get to a door that you can't
2: pass. Get a key. Go back down yeah, to a door that you so could going to
0: get through earlier to get a certain so thing. To get yeah, another key to go back I was
2: up. Going down through the dungeon, and I was clearing every room as you go. I found the special key item. Got to the... Or, I found that weird door that you couldn't get through, and so I kept going, found the special key item down further, and then got to the door. like, oh, you can't progress further, you have to, uh, without the special key item. But this is where I thought the game glitched for me. I might have been really tired, so I might have misread something, but I don't know. Because it said you needed the key item that I already had in my inventory to get through that door. <laughs> and so I looked up how to do the guide, or how to do that dungeon from there, because I... Figured I should have been able to get through that door. Couldn't get through the door, and so I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go up back several floors to that other door that I'm supposedly able to open now, and then go back down.
1: I prefer the idea of the game just fucking with you, and just being like, nope, you need the key you already have, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: because I I might have been really tired at that moment and just misread it, but I must have been really tired because I read that several times back to back.
1: To be fair, I was really tired for most of the dungeons I went through because I got into the mentality of playing the game for a little bit before going to bed to try and, like, rush through the month and then get to the dungeon. And my plan was usually, I'll get to the dungeon, I'll leave the dungeon until the morning, and then when I come wake up in the morning, I'll play through a bit of the dungeon or some shit like that Yeah. the next time I play. But what ended up happening is I get to the dungeon, I'm like, oh, I still got, like, half an hour to an hour before I gotta go to sleep. Fuck it, I'll just play through the dungeon right now. And I start climbing up the dungeon, and I get halfway up the dungeon, and it's, like, two hours after I should have gone to sleep, and I'm just like... I'm just going to finish the fucking dungeon. I'm not just going to leave halfway <laughs> yep. through a dungeon. Let's just finish the fucking dungeon. And then I get to the point where I finish the dungeon. And I'm like, why is it five in the fucking morning right
0: now? <laughs> yeah, the game ends up, like, going by really fast without you noticing it uh, yep. when you get into later parts of the game. Uh, but you end up getting to the end of Naoto's dungeon after all this convoluted stuff. You fight robot Naoto. Uh, and then we find out Naoto's a female and just can't uh, think of, like, her ideal idea of being a detective does not match with what she is. So that's kind of her struggle. And then she decided, well, I guess I can be a detective though, being a guy.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Females, I guess I'm kind of childish. Females can be detectives too. Children less so. But it's the detective prince. Still, I'm not okay with children being detectives. <laughs>
2: Even still when the rumors and knowledge start circulating the school that Naoto is female, people still call her the detective prince. Also, Naoto has a gun. Yeah.
1: yeah. Also, Naoto go like, full harry potter on this but the exact same argument happens in one of the harry potter books where they get into a huge argument about the fact that the prince can't be a girl it's just like oh but the prince could be a girl prince could just be like a fucking name or something and that's clearly not the case with nato but like it's fucking. prince can be female prince princes not princess princes can be female
2: and also the fact that you brought up the or you brought up the fact that Naoto has a gun just reminded me of uh, something I wanted to mention, oh yeah, the, There's the, some follow, fall, the I mean. follow-up attacks of each of the characters. Because yes. when you build up the character social links, they can and, potentially and, follow up with another attack after you. And attack. let's be honest, Chie is the most useful one. Chie yeah. has the best one. I died laughing the first time it happened because it's just galactic punt. <laughs> yeah. All the other characters, they'll do their follow-up attack and a little crit and down an enemy. A yep. just runs up, punts a monster, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. He kicks it out of the fucking area. My next favorite one is Kanji's, because he just rushes up headlong and bi- on his bicycle, jumps off his bicycle, picks it up, Whoa. and just smashes it down on the entire That's his group.
0: cavalry attack, not his, uh, follow-up attack. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Because all the mouse have cavalry attacks were added because the scooters were added in this version, okay. and Chia's cavalry attack is the exact same as her follow-up attack, where she just rides her scooter into somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and they go flying off. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of interesting ones. Uh, Was I think Yukiko is she, like, rides the bike into somebody and hops off and, like, it explodes behind her. Yosuke just fucking uh, fucks up as he's uh, bike. <laughs> as he is. Or as he does. Uh, Naoto, I think, personally has the second best pull-up. Because hers is just an AoE crit. Uh, hail of bullets. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, after that, I would say probably Kanji. At this point, we go into the concert situation. So, at this point, Naoto doesn't have really a social link with you. Think about... Naoto is where she's so late in the game. They don't make it easy for you either because you have to have a maxed out intelligence. And I think you have to have a understanding that's pretty high too. Or it's an expression. It's un- I do believe it's understanding. Yeah, you have to have those two high to actually succeed on the social link. And at this point, not to spoil anything, but you got like two months left in the game. <laughs> so you save Naoto. Go and this is where Yosuke ends up needing to have you guys do concert stuff. Because Riese is only going to do it if everyone else does it. So, of course, Nato on the keyboards. Uh, we get Teddy on the drums. Uh, I think it's Yuki it Gi on, on the saxophone, saxophone.
2: Chie on, on the trumpet.
0: trumpet. Which I think Chie should have been the drums, but that's another thing. Yeah. Yosuke's got the guitar, you got the bass, Risei singing. It's a pretty good mashup. And mm-hmm. then when you're playing, it's actually kind of good. And then Teddy's just like, drum solo! <laughs> and then it's like, if you do that during the concert, we will destroy you. Yeah. This will be the end of you if you try this again. Yeah. So when you're out, behind, you end up kind of have to just do the practicing. They actually get kind of good, and you get a little song going. Now, something I want to address here, because this is a new cutscene put into the game. But up to this point, uh, the cutscenes are like the animated ones that we're seeing. In the original version, I don't know what fucking happened, but the cutscenes were animated. But the volume was like 50% lower than the rest of the game. Yeah. So if you didn't have subtitles on during the cutscenes when you played like the default vanilla version, you had no fucking idea what was going on in these cutscenes.
2: Yeah, I yeah. noticed that, because like, the characters, they'd start talking, but their volume was a lot quieter than just the normal gameplay.
0: Yeah, they they dubbed a lot of it, and it didn't fix much. Mm. Uh, but you end up doing the constant Concert. stuff, so to You have a kinda... little,
2: everyone's nervous, they have pep talk behind the stage, but Yosuke notices someone strange who was sitting by, but just randomly left. Yep, he just leaves, and you see him in the crowd, and he just leaves again.
0: Mm-hmm. we get the concert it's pretty good they only got the one song but everyone starts going encore and he's like fuck i didn't think about this <laughs> and then it's like teddy's got this and he, i was like oh is he gonna fucking do the drum solo no he starts just wave surfing <laughs>
2: does a stage dive <laughs> yeah the stage
0: dive starts floating around everyone's like bouncing around and then it was like fuck what do we do and then khan's like we gotta dive and everyone's like we gotta
2: dive <laughs> so everyone runs the jump off yeah and everyone just steps aside <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you get the fade to black, and then the little text saying, like, at school you guys became a legend. You're not sure if that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, so at this point, I think we're in November now?
1: Yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. So this is where
0: the game starts going into overdrive. The fun is done until we get to February. This is all hardcore now. Yeah. Gotta so, focus on tying up some plot. And the interesting thing about this is, no one actually appears on TV, it's just this Senator guy talking about going to schools to ask people at the fog, yes. and people are starting to freak out because apparently the fog has chemicals in it, and the government are fucking with us.
2: The research, yeah, the researcher who came and was on TV, but he left immediately, uh, in about immediately after, so there's no way that he could be put into the TV. Yeah, so no uh, one really figured out. But then something starts showing up on the midnight channel, and
0: it's kind of really blurry, and it's like this might be a tiny person, but maybe they're just really far away.
2: Yeah, and then you get. A warning message presumably yeah, find from the it. killer saying that if you res- try to rescue anyone else, someone close to you is going to be thrown in next. And a then... small
1: person who is close to
2: you. You also get, you only get two
0: threat letters. And the second one, Dojima also finds. Yeah. And he's like, what is this? <laughs> because Dojima up to this point is like, He's just always questioning. It's like, yep, he it's pretty suspicious that everyone who goes missing just starts hanging out with you and you always seem to show up at the crime scenes. Yep. And it's like, are you involved with something? And then it goes like, are you fighting? That's a, that's a no go here, dude. You're not allowed you're to. You're gonna shut that shit right the fuck down!
1: Especially because at this point.
0: <laughs> I will start
1: screaming! For a long time, she has started referring to you as Big Bro. Yes. She's so just like, you, You're
2: not allowed to yell at Big Bro! Big Bro's my big bro! You you be nice to Big Bro right now! I will fucking end you! To the point that Dojima even says to you, I'm tire- starting to get a little tired of this whole Big Bro thing. You're not a brother! Why is she protecting you so much? What does she know?! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a comic made by Hi, I'm Daisy, which he kind of like spoofs a lot of things. And the only thing I could think of is there's a social link with Dojima, where he's making coffee, and he's like, "Oh, how do you want your coffee?" And you can select between there's black, uh, with milk, with sugar, all or with surprise me. And surprise me. And there's a part where it's like. You go through the options, and he's making fun of you, because that's just how Dojima is, and this is all in the High and Daisy comic, which, if you haven't read it, check it out, if you played the game, because it's great. Hey. But when you <laughs> pick the, I want it black, and he's like, what are you, some tough guy? And, and it's like, cream and sugar? And it's like, what
2: are you, Nanako? And Nanako's
0: like, I want it black!
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then just the surprise of me, Dojima just throws the, the, the coffee, in coffee in your face. <laughs> yeah. After you
0: get the second notice, Dojima's like, fuck it, none of the more of this, you're coming with me down to the station. So you go to the station, and you get questioned a bit. And at this point, you can choose you to, to tell don't. Dojima fucking everything. I did. I was like, S- so I. Yeah, I'm yeah. going into the TV, and I'm doing magical shit. What about it? I've
1: wanted to tell him the truth since the fucking beginning, but yeah. the game wouldn't Falling fucking the option I television. want to bring Dojima
0: into the TV so he gets a persona, and then I have Dojima on the team. I also want to bring Cohen into the TV just so she
1: can watch and call me big bro the entire time of fighting. Well, about that. Yeah, that <laughs> my
2: dreams for bringing her into the TV went poorly after this moment. So at this point... Dojima obviously and understandably does not believe you. Yeah. So at
0: this point, this is where uh, Dojima questions you a bit. You end up saying, "Well, you're going to stay here for the night. Uh, Doji watch him. And you check the midnight channel. Because there's a TV
2: in the interrogation room conveniently. You end
0: up seeing it's Nanako.
2: Yeah. Like, oh shit, it was Nanako. Nanako was the little well-spoken
0: girl that this guy was
2: talking about all the time. Yeah. Then you get a little cutscene with your friends going back and forth, unable to contact you, and they find out that Naoto's in the TV, and they're panicking, and they're trying to get a hold of you. Yeah,
0: and this is all going on, and then we get the scene of Naoto running to the location, and it's like, good, that Naoto's doing this, because Naoto is probably the most competent character on this whole team, and they have a gun. <laughs> yeah. So, this is where one of my first big questions come for you guys for playing for the game. Did you figure out that it was Naoto before the Nautico reveal? Yes. Yes. So it, it, it's probably, like, one of the biggest oh-shit moments in the game. I like, because, like, I think this might be Nanako. But then when, like, it lays it down, and then she goes missing, it's like, oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought
1: it might be Nanako.
2: Really didn't want it to be Nanako. Yeah. The, the first time she pops up and it's all blurry, I didn't really know who it was. Second time, you can see the pigtails. I'm like, oh, dear God, no. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> so you end up... uh Nanako gets
0: taken, and you pretty much piece together stuff, so... Uh, everyone kind of bum-rushes the PlayStation and somehow manages to burst into your holding cell, and then Dojima's there, and then you explain the whole situation, and Dojima calls, uh, dispatch, Is like, hey, we need all this stuff, Narako's been kidnapped, it's the killer related to the ground, like, we already have that guy, They're like, just fucking do it, and he
2: drives off the policeman's like, okay, I'll call around, see what I can do, I
0: guess. So this is one of the first times the game also lets you start doing the piecing together side of detective work. Because you actually have to put the clues together to figure out what's going on. Yeah, because yeah. now
2: you're going to be presented with various endings you can potentially. Yeah, like so that. this is
0: one of the parts where the game can actually start diverging. Uh, well, not right here, but it's after, the, after dungeon. the dungeon. Yeah, so you end up piecing together a few things with the help of Adachi uh, that, oh, well, Someone has a TV, they're able to put the people into it right away, they can walk up to a house without being noticed, and it would have been someone Nanako would have opened the door for, because she specified earlier in the game that she only opens the door for people she knows.
2: And at this point, I'm just shouting, the delivery man!
0: The delivery man! Yep, so, delivery man, post truck, and then a doctor's like, wait a second, there was a delivery man on that list of suspects! It was Namatame! (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) Dun, dun, dun! The suspect from the first crime that had a perfect alibi! (laughs) Yeah. So... The team, so this is where one of my other glitch moments happened. I don't know if you guys caught this, but Itachi's like, I need to go check on something. And he runs out the door, but the door doesn't fucking open. So he fucking ran through the door on my game. I, did not happen on my game. I did not notice that. It might have happened. Yeah. So the door was closed and he just turns around and runs through like What? Did <laughs> <laughs> anyone will see that. <laughs> and then he runs back in through the
1: door that's still closed. Nope. I'm pretty, I'm like 95% sure the door opened for
0: mine. Where the door was open, uh, so this ends up uh, making everyone realize, "Oh, it's Namatame. We need to track down and find Nanako." So then we get an anime cutscene where it's Dojima running down do- uh, Namatame's van. Uh, no. Namatame makes the plan up: if I cannot run him, I'm just gonna flip the truck. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah,
2: that makes perfect sense, Dojima. So there's a car accident. Dojima doesn't do it. Namatame flips the truck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Crashes Dojima being right behind him. Crashes also. And it just
0: happens to be uh, on the world map, just at the top of the main street of the shopping district. And everyone is happened to be there, and they see the smoke. And it's like, well, there's smoke, there's fire, I guess.
2: Yep, let's go! And there's Dojima on the ground, in pain and injured. Yep. Yeah. so, Nabatae, nowhere to be found. There is a TV in the
0: back of the van. and Dojima is really bad. Nanako is also missing. And Naoto ends up finding the diary. And then he starts going through the list of things, like, oh yeah, it's got all the list of the people who are missing, including the first two victims, and the dates... Moroka's nowhere to be found,
2: and everyone that's there is like, oh, that seals it then. Key point, Noto says, it lists the first two victims, along with the other victims that the police never released to the public. And everyone there
0: accepts it. Everyone there. But we'll get back to this. Yes. Because the
2: important thing is saving fucking Nanako.
1: Not letting anything
0: bad happen to dear little sis Nanako. Yeah, so you don't have any extra thing- work you have to do. Everyone knows Nanako, you just get the dungeon right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're playing this game, it's real recommended that after you save Na- uh, Nanako from this dungeon, you save, because this game can easily railroad you into a bad ending right afterwards, It and it gives you no warning or no clues. I of mean, dungeons. it
2: even tells you on the prompt, do you want to save now? You should probably save, because this game changes from here really fast. Yeah. Uh,
0: and that's kind of the staple of the Persona games. Usually they have, like, the first half, which is the investigation, and then the back half is, like, the reveal of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you get to the dungeon, and what do you know? The girl who kept has the dead mother and kept saying, Why do people die, and what is heaven like, and does my father love me? Her dungeon's heaven. Yeah, And this is the only other dungeon, so it's uh, Rise's and uh, Nautico's dungeon, are the only two that actually have vocals in their music. So you have to climb heaven, uh, and then as you start going up, you end up seeing, oh, there's someone else here. Someone. Yep. Darker. Start hearing...
2: Namatame's
0: voice. Yeah, so we find out that Namatame is also here with Nako, uh, and of course he fucking is. He, where else do you think he
2: go? What in the same goddamn TV is her. Yes, and he's at this point known as the killer to everyone else, but things he's saying aren't quite adding up. Well, he's talking about how he's saving people.
0: And yes. Like, uh, bringing salvation and blah, 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 and all that stuff. And it's like, man, this guy's kind of fucked up. So th- that's initially where I. when you think about it, the Dungeon of Heaven is actually pretty cool, Considering that it's created by two people and it comes up that way in such a well way, yeah. because it's heaven for Nanako, because like she fantasizes about like oh yeah, her mother and all that stuff, but Namatame thinks he's a savior, and that combines of both. He's and, bringing, yeah. trying to bring world peace. Yeah. So they end up, but we find out that when two people go into the TV at the same time, it creates something based on both of their realities, mm-hmm. and it just worked out so well that it became heaven for them.
1: Yeah, because she's concerned with the afterlife and he's concerned with the perfect world, so yeah, it kind of morphs
0: together into heaven. Yeah, so you end up getting to the end of the dungeon and you find Namatame there with Nanako. He's like choking her. It's like, get back, I'm saving her. It's like, what? (laughs) That's not how saving works, Namatame. (laughs) Now, Namatame, we know some key things about this game, maybe going into it. You're not helping yourself in the situation. (laughs) So uh, Namatame is like, I saved all of you, blah, 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 stuff. So you end up having to talk him down to save Nanako. And Kanji and Yosuke have a cool moment where they work together and knock back Namatame. And then you have to fight Namatame. And he turns into this giant, like, man with the peace symbols and all lot stuff. Uh, so this is one of the first times we see uh, a bunch of shadows fuse into a person. Mm-hmm. And creates a massive boss. Yeah. And I believe this one is Sigiri? I don't remember the name.
2: Because there's a mono uh-huh. later. Yeah, I can't remember the name of this one. But yeah, I can't remember the... the
0: name, but it's it's one of the important bosses in the yes. game. So they invade him, and you have to fight. It's actually a pretty cool fight, especially where he can turn allies against you. So
2: That scared me when it happened. Uh, I'm not kidding. This is one of these cool moments where... I almost a, died when they first attacked. Yeah, this is
0: one of those cool moments where everything just worked out perfectly fine for me. Where... I was fighting, and then he did the ultimate where He takes everybody, mm-hmm. and everyone hit me, and I went down to fucking two health. And then I hit him with my last because I, I use Megalonia all the fucking time, and I hit him with that and just wiped him out. And I won the game with like two health after everyone turned on me. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Because I, I,
1: like,
2: I needed my health potions for something serious. <laughs> of course, you need to save them for an actual powerful. Two of them hit me. I went down to two health. The, th- the third one hit me, and Reza saved me. I'm like,
3: "Thank
0: God!" Yeah. Because even Rese now, Rese didn't have these bonus things like the other characters do when you burn up her social link. So these types of things where she boosts your attack, helps you with the all-out attacks, mm-hmm. was not a thing in the original version. Okay. It was much harder. Also, you know how you get special abilities as you level them up? Mm-hmm. Uh, the social links? That wasn't a thing either. They only had the abilities from leveling. Oh. Also, the fun fact that players will literally take mortal blows for you is pretty cool too. Yeah. And it plays a factor later in the game. Yep. So, you beat them. There's the debate of, should we leave him or not? And then it's like, well, no, we gotta take him back. Because he has to pay for his crimes. You end up leaving the TV. Nanako is unconscious because we find that the Shadow World doesn't do well with people who are, uh, I guess, mentally developed enough to withstand the persona and social link aspect. I don't know. Social link aspects. The persona and uh, shadow shadow aspects of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Nanako is not old enough to have a hidden self. Yeah. She's
1: not old enough to have
0: a shadow of her repressed feelings because she doesn't have feelings to repress. Which doesn't make any sense because I'm going to let you guys on something. The Justice Persona, or Persona user, from the Persona 3 game is also a kid that's about her age. But I guess Personas work a bit differently in that one specifically, where it's... The Persona users in that one use a thing called an evoker to force out their hidden aspects. But it's still a hidden aspect that he's forcing <laughs> Fair. out. Fair. But in this one, it's more of they have to face themselves and they're granted the power.
1: They need to come to terms with their true self. Yeah.
0: So Nanako ends up being in the hospital for a bit. Uh, You can visit her or just do other stuff. And eventually it culminates to everyone being in the hospital, and her condition's gotten really bad.
2: This is where the tearjerker moment happens. This was also another time (laughs) that I started to feel guilt-tripped by the games. Like, do you want to go visit Nanako in the hospital? I'm like, but I've already maxed out her social link, and I have other social links to work on.
1: How oh, oh, about go I fuck that. yourself, Nanako?
2: I guess you didn't get the big bros worried about achievement. I guess not. You have to visit her three times. Oh, okay. Then I definitely didn't.
0: <laughs> so, uh, this is like one of the big emotional moments of the game. <clears throat> and it also does a really good part for the aspect of the game to force you into a situation where you actually have to manage to like, okay, calm down. We have to figure this out. Because Nanako is in a really bad situation. Everyone's there. And then Nanako ends up dying before Dojima can get to the hostel room. <laughs> And it's like, oh no. And then he gets in to see that she's dead. And then he kind of walks off. And Adachi's like, oh, he just kind of walked off. But well, wait, his hospital room's not over there? Wait a second. <laughs> and then he comes back to the inside of the room. Everyone's crying. And then the, uh, Nato's like, you need to get out of here real quick. And it's like, where'd he go? He, he went to a, uh, Namatame's room. Because Namatame's also in the hospital for some fucking reason. Yeah. So I wonder why he's going to Namatame's Adachi. room. <laughs> Adachi doesn't want to tell you where Namatame's room is because that's going to be against police procedure. But, and also, other reasons, which we'll get into later. But Kanji is very persuasive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kanji fucking lifts him off the guy's like, tell her the room is down. So you end up getting there. But Adachi gets there first and makes his way off with Doji by the other police. And then you just walk into Namatame's room and he's halfway out the window. He's like, I'm scared. Not looking good for you, Namatame. He's just freaking out in the corner so, as the- you all
3: just one person them.
0: talking down a whole bunch of people. So at this point, the, the setting of this is you're alone in this hospital room, no one knows anything about the TV world. Namatame seems to be trying to escape, and Nanako is dead because of him. And then the game is like, the TV pops on, and he's like, ha, you'll never be able to prove it was me. I'm the best killer ever. Ha ha ha, fuck all of you. I'm gonna get off scot free.
2: And then Naoto steps forward and brings up the suggestion that the TV's right here. We could just push him in and no one would have to know then this is
1: pretty much immediately followed I think it's like seven conversation prompts of you having to talk everyone down Yeah, and if you fail to talk people down seven times in a row then you get the bad
0: ending and here's the interesting thing about this too it's Kanji, Naoto and Yosuke are just really cool about murdering this person by throwing him into the TV yeah they're fully on board with this like there, there was no like moral like back and forth well I guess Naoto had a bit of a moral back and forth but yep. Kanji Yosuka's like, yeah, let's fucking throw him in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Solve all our problems. Right yeah. here in one G.A. tiny box Chie and are yeah. like for like what? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, and man, Chie like literally has the best delivery the best delivery of a kind of screaming, panicked line. Like it's just heart-wrenching. So
0: there's two endings you can get from this point immediately, depending on what you do. So if you do throw Namatama into the TV, you get the bad ending. Yeah. Mm. Nanako's dead. Namatame kind of gets framed for the crimes. You, it skips ahead to the end of the game when you leave back in March or May. Yeah. And then it just, you getting onto a train, waving goodbye to everyone It's kind of somber. And then fog just kind of fills the area. Because you never actually solved the crime. You might have possibly caught the criminal, but you don't know anything about it. Yeah. The other ending is you can choose to leave the room. So you can decide, I'm not having a part of this. I'm leaving. If you do, Namatame dies. Nanako is in a coma. She comes back to life, and she's in a coma, and Teddy's gone missing. This ending also ends with the shadow, same kind of shadowing, but in this situation, Nanako is alive, but in a coma. Those are the two bad endings of the game. There's technically one other bad ending, and then an alternate ending that is kind of a bad ending, but not because things failed. It's just a not good ending. Yeah. So, the correct thing you're supposed to do here is talk everyone down to not throw Namatame in the TV, because something seems off. There's a mystery you haven't solved yet. Yeah. Now, at this point, the full arcana, which is the mystery investigation, is maxed out. So it's like, well, I don't have anything else to solve. But then when you make the choice to not throw him in the TV, oh, what's this? A new arcana. Judgment. It's about finding out the secrets. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you decide that after not throwing him out, uh, the doctor and Adachi show up and they're like, well, what the fuck are you guys doing in here? And it's like, oh, we're just leaving. And it's like, you better. And don't tell me when you were in here because I'd get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. So the team decides to sit down trying to investigate figure out what's going on. The whole thing you kind of save Namatami with is something doesn't seem right, and it ends up being his feelings. Yeah. So you guys think about it a bit, and the conclusion that you end up trying to figure out, because this is another situation where you kind of have to solve everything, is the writing doesn't match with what he was saying. He was actually saving people. How would he say he saved Yukiko, but then say he failed to save the first two two, who were
2: actually killed?
0: Yeah, so something wasn't matching up.
2: So you and also up... what his shadow on the Midnight Channel TV said did not match up at all with his shadow in the Heaven Dungeon. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So you end up figuring out that, oh, something else is going on here. You go and talk to Namatame after Nato ends up bullshitting her way past the police officer. <laughs> this other teenager is also an assistant mine. I'm a police officer. You can check my numbers. <laughs> so you talk to Namatame and Namatame ends up confirming that... The first two were killed by somebody else. He was the people throwing them in the TV because he figured out, oh, the TV uh, shows who's going to end up dead, was his assumption. So he threw people in the TV to protect them because he figured out you can go in the TV as well. Yeah.
2: And when yeah. the first time that he threw someone into the TV, Yukiko, they survived. So he's like, oh, this does work.
0: Yeah, so essentially the real person behind all this had a fake cat and mouse game going between the investigation group and Nawatame, where both were trying to save people. But we're actually fighting each other because one side knew what happened in the TV world, but the other didn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, Namatame gets even more depressed when they find out that they were actually throwing people in to die. And then your group was the people who were actually saving them.
0: Now, here's a fun thing about this, too. So, we end up finding out that the person at the concert was Namatame, who wanted to see what was going on. Because he started to suspect something was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he didn't have the courage to face them. Now, in this part, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Namatame's voice changes ever so slightly. Yep. Not the voice actor, but the quality of the voice. Yes. And that's because that was new content added into the game. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> you just put the old recording in, and so, like, the context was per- completely gone. Yeah. And this happens a few times through this game, where they add new lines into specific situations, mm-hmm. and only one thing does it, and without giving we're about to give away something real quick but at the end if you got the true ending like the true true ending there's a letter you read and they had new stuff tacked on because something added to the thing and that was two different recorded lines but it came out perfectly so I don't know what's happening here <laughs> <laughs> it was just the actor that are doing Namatame fucked up because they were we record I think uh, Teddy and Chie, their voice actors are different from 4 to Golden so they had to record all their lines so there was no issues with that yeah but just other characters, like, there's little things here and there that just didn't quite match up. So you end up finding out through Namatame, something does match-up. We have to figure out who the actual killer is. So you kind of go back to Square One. You know now that the crimes of the person who's responsible are strictly related to the first two, but they also had to be someone that was aware of everything going on to keep everything going, because they knew that the protagonist was the person doing the things and threatened them. So this is where the game gives you another choice, and this is another chance of getting a bad ending, or that other ending I was talking about. So, you do the investigation, you try to track for everything, you're sitting down at Aya to have some meal, you and, and Yosuke have a, an option, it's like, okay, this is our last chance. Who in Inaba is the person? And he gives you the name of every fucking person you met in this game.
2: <laughs> you get three chances to correctly guess the murder. If you can't guess any correctly, then you're like, okay, you can't figure out anyone. Yeah, so if you
0: can't figure it out, you just apparently give up right here and don't try to do anything else nope. for the rest of this. And then you get the ending on the train station where they kind of wave goodbye and they turn into shadows. <laughs> yeah. You get three guesses, and if you can't, if it's not your first three picks, fuck it. You're never going to figure it out. (laughs) Inaba has so many people in it, it's got at least four people. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, from what I was saying, you guys apparently figured this out going into it. I figured it out for a different reason, but uh, I'll get into that when we get to the talk of it, so... The person you're supposed to select, who was there the whole time, had the finger and everything, and was always there, was Adachi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Adachi was the person who was always there, accidentally giving you information, and also had a few lines that didn't match up. As we mentioned earlier, back train uh, with the truck, when they at the diary, he was one of the people who said, Oh, that seals it then, when he had, should have no information that the other people were kidnapped and yeah, were related because, to that crime. Yeah, no
2: one knew, aside from like a few of the police force, that Yukiko Kanji... <laughs> And uh, Naoto and Risa went missing.
1: Yeah. They shouldn't have known that they were anything to do with the other murders.
2: Yeah, because they showed up a few days later just completely fine.
0: Or a month later or- if you really took your fucking
2: time <laughs> yeah. saving them. Yeah, so
0: it doesn't really... like He kind of gives himself away, uh, I find, in this situation. And I think that's what the game's supposed to set it up. Now, the reason I figured out is because I knew Persona games up to this point. I noticed pretty quickly... That Adachi didn't have a social link, because he didn't have a social link in the original game. I'm like, oh, that's pretty weird that Adachi doesn't have a social link out of all the other characters. I wonder why. I was like, hmm. So when the game started going on later on, it, the part that I figured out it was him was with the Risei thing. So he didn't have a social link, and then the thing thing's like, you guys better stop investigating this stuff. And then the threat comes in, it's like, stop investigating this stuff. I'm like, hmm. No social link seems similar to the guy that doesn't want to, It's probably Adachi.
1: Yeah, I figured it out around the Reset time as well. Obviously, I only played through Golden, so I didn't have the no-social link yeah.
0: aspect to consider. Yeah, I feel like adding his social link, going your first time through, it makes it a bit harder to say definitively, this is a Adachi. There's still some yeah. doubt in there. of I mean, It could be someone else. And it might be a false flag. But in the first game, there was no doubt it was a Adachi because no social link at this point and the matchup there with the Reset incident. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so my whole thing, the reason I came to the conclusion <laughs> it was a Adachi at the very least is because, as you said, there were like... He was constantly at the crime scene kind of like unintentionally giving you information, telling you more than you were supposed to know, which was a little bit suspicious. Uh, The other thing that kind of caught me or made me think about it is during the Reze investigation, when you're talking to him up front, he's like, you guys should stop investigating this. You find the peeping Tom who's clearly a peeping Tom and Adachi's immediately on board with like, oh, that's the killer. I'm like, no, he's clearly trying to throw someone under the bus to get you guys to stop investigating so you don't look into him any further. That was the moment I was like, "Yep, yeah, he's the fucking killer. Yeah, so...
2: Now, I immediately suspected him the first time you see him. I was Like, okay, it's the whole trope of the new detective in town. He's new, fresh-faced, kind of queasy around a crime scene. He looks all innocent, but he ends up being the killer. It's like, okay, that's what I'm going to think going forwards. And then your first... The interactions that you have with him uh, further on in the game where he's accidentally dropping information to you. it's like, okay, he's pretending this is accidental, but he's probably doing it on purpose. But by God, do I love Adachi anyways. But then they give you the social link for him. And I'm like, okay, they give you a social link with Adachi. So maybe he's not, but it's the Joker. So, or the Jester or whatever. So... It doesn't quite add up. I'll to try. be fair, he should have the full arcana, because that fits better
0: with this, how the game yeah. How it works is when you find out it's Adachi, you uh, confront him, and you're kinda like, Hey Adachi, who had meetings with the two people, and it's like <laughs> it definitely wasn't me. He's like, Ha! Huh, we caught you in a trap, we know you were with these people and he ends up running out, and you Oh, obviously he went into the TV world. and you have to go into catch Adachi. Yeah. And when you confront him, so this is where one of my favorite things happens. This is just something new added to Golden that I really love, because when you max out a social link, you can get up to like seven, I think, at this point. Or eight. <clears throat> I did a bit of reading. I think you only have to be at six for the option
1: to be available, but mm. yes. Yeah. I think the highest... Well, you, be- it
0: naturally goes up with Nanako in the hospital. Yeah. Because he actually has concern for you guys, Nanako and you and Dojima. Now, yeah,
2: I didn't get any progress there, because before, since I suspected Adachi... I didn't put much into his social link. I okay. only went up one or two levels because I wanted to get a better feel of his
0: character. Oh, trust me. You do want to do the, the, the Adachi social link makes the ending of the game a lot better. Because what ends up happening is you uh, go in and you figure out, oh, this is where Adachi is. He's using Mayumi's room as his base of operation, so that's where the dungeon's going to be. And he pretty much taunts the party, and it's like, well, come back and fight me. And mm-hmm. then you end up leaving. And then you find out that, oh, adachi seems to be calling to the protagonist specifically so you get the option of i want to go back by myself and you get one of the coolest moments ever where you're facing off against adachi by yourself and Adachi's like i can't believe you're stupid enough to come and he pulls against like i could just like there's a moment where like you're looking at the portal like where is it and then the gun's at the back of your head and you look back and adachi teleports across the room because he has full control over this area yeah and you have some banter back and forth of like what's right and wrong and all that stuff and he's like, what are you here, tell me to turn myself in and all that stuff? And there's a part where he's like, what happens if I just shoot you right now? And you get the option saying, say, it's like, you won't shoot me. Like, you can call him right on. It's like, you won't do this. And he pulls the trigger and it shoots past your head. And it's like, he's kind of standing there, like, give a nod type thing. He's like, I'm not going to miss next time. And he just kind of disappears. So the, the interaction between Adachi and the protagonist works a lot better here. Hmm. And then, obviously, when you leave, Yosuke is there waiting for us like, I had a feeling you'd go to see him. But don't do it again, I won't tell anybody. (laughs) So, you end up going into this new Inaba, the Mengatsu Inaba is the final dungeon, technically. So you have to work your way through the dungeon. He demonstrates that he has full control but because he can enforce rules on certain levels of the map, which makes for some very interesting combat situations. So, you end up fighting your way through, he can impose rules on what happens, such as you can't fight a shadow on this floor, or you can't progress, so you have to go deeper into this other area to break something. So when you fight him, you end up encountering him. He's like, oh, I guess it's time for the final fight. And he's like, fuck it, I got a Persona too. And he has dark izan- Izanagi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you end up fighting. The first phase of this fight, he's not really a pushover, but he's not difficult either. He has some dangerous attacks that can really fuck up the party if you're not careful about it. But aside from that, easy fight. But then the same thing happens as Namatame happens, where he gets flooded by a bunch of uh, shadows. And this is where we get Amano Sigiri. Which is a giant floating eyeball that is the creator of the fog. Yeah. And he's like, I am here to do as humanity wishes. And
2: they don't wish to see things. They wish to become shadows. Yeah. They don't want to know the truth. They want to be in idle bliss and peace. Yeah. So he's doing this stuff. And then
0: the party's like, we're not going to let you do this. We're going to stop you. And it's like, this is not what humanity wishes for. Please compute. (laughs) Because he's pretty much a robot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to show you what we can fucking do. And then you fight beat him. Uh, the cool thing about this fight, too, is it's kind of, like, overlooking the city underneath as you're fighting him. Yeah. To demonstrate the fact that, like, he's, he's the one flooding Inaba with the fog. Finishing, you guys finish the fight, you defeat him. He's like, I will go away, because you've demonstrated that humanity might not want to kill themselves, I guess. Or become shadows.
1: There's at least, like, six or so people who definitely don't want to become shadows.
0: Yeah. So he ends up leaving. Hooray! We did everything. We have to explain a few more things before we can progress from this point. So... We find out the reason Nanako lives is because Teddy was able to bring her back to life using Teddy magic, I guess. Because he realized that he had a promise to make. And he's like, I'm a shadow, so I guess I'm not really part of your guys' team. I gotta help kill you guys, I guess. But I'm just gonna walk away. But you end up like, well, you have a persona, so you're a person now. Fuck you. I'm Uh, gonna use hot boy magic to save a little girl. There's also another thing that Funny enough, we haven't talked about it, because it's not really important in the game up to this point, but there's another character that's important to the story. Her name's Marie. <laughs> yeah, the yeah.
2: first character you meet on arriving at Inaba. She
0: only exists in Persona Golden. She's not part of the original game. Oh, okay. So she's a person who also doesn't have a memory, but she's hanging out in the Velvet Room and gives you skill cards. But you, her whole thing is trying to give her back memories, she so gives you a give comb, all that fun stuff. Then eventually, at this point in the game, when you fight Amano Sagiri, she disappears. So, at this point, the game is doing through the final active month for you, which is February. So, now that we're at February, there's an important question that we have to ask both of you. Who did you romance? Yukiko. Yukiko. Now, <laughs> Best option.
1: Fair.
2: Won't prove me wrong. Yukiko's best. I don't, I don't care that she's paired with Kanji.
1: <laughs> I got a thing for girls in kimonos. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> she's elegant.
0: How can you be sure it's Yukiko, though? <laughs> True. <laughs> You get a little thing with the romantic partner for the Christmas, and then you also get one for Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is hilarious, especially if you want the full romance to everyone option, because everyone's just kind of forcing chocolate on you. Yeah. This is another moment where I hit on Yosuke a bit. <laughs> well, not hit him, but made fun of him. Where he's like, uh, what, Yosuke, are you expecting some chocolate? And it's like, hell oh, yeah, I am. And then your option is like, I didn't get you any. <laughs> <laughs> you just thought was like, no, I didn't get you any, man. Oh,
2: I love getting the chocolate from Marie, because yes. it's moving. Yeah, it's a stinking thing. And it's like, it, this is amazing. It and tastes it's like, good. But it's like, quick, you have to eat it or run away. It's like, what? <laughs> so you, you eat it and your character's like, okay, it tastes good. But now you can feel something moving in your stomach. Uh,
0: another thing I want to just go back quickly to mention is, we skipped over it, is when you name Adachi as the killer, it gets you the point of the true ending or the possibility of the true ending. Because at this point you can still get the good ending or the true ending or the golden ending. There's another ending here, which is that bad one we're talking about, yeah. where you can protect Adachi. So you decide yes, not to do anything. The accomplice
2: ending.
1: Yeah, you just straight up tell Adachi, "We're friends. I'm not going to turn you into
0: the." So in one. this, it will skip all the way to the end, uh, just like normally if you got the bad ending. But on the last day, you actually confront Adachi, and you go to the police station, talk to him, and you call him out. And it's like you're the killer. And he's like, "Oh, well, how are you going to prove I'm the killer? What are you here to like say I was the killer? Are you just you tell me to turn myself in." And you have to say, "No, I'm not going to do that." And it's like, you kind of like, like, oh, I don't mind though. Like, just be honest with me. And he's like,
3: hmm,
0: wait here one second. And he comes back with the letter. It's the letter that proves, like, the only evidence that shows who the killer is. And he's like, I mean, I guess if you weren't against the killer, you wouldn't mind destroying this would you?
2: Because I was told to bring this to forensics, but uh, I kind of forgot. Yeah. So you can burn the letter and he's like, oh, okay. And he
0: gives, he's like, calls you on the phone. He's like, whenever I call this number, you better answer. I have evidence that you destroyed evidence. You're now my accomplice. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess this sets it up that Adachi's gonna kind of like have you like do murders in remote locations? Yeah, I think he's gonna have you push people into TVs is how I interpret it. Yeah, so the cool thing about this ending is it plays out the same as the good ending where the fog doesn't fill the town, but as you're leaving uh, you see a person cross the tracks and then there's kind of like this last split moment where like both of them make eye contact before you go to the tunnel and then he looks at his phone and grins and it's like I actually, like, it's a dark
2: ending, but I kind of like the concept of this
0: ending. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I like the concept also, but it is an ending that I will never go for, just because I... I I'm probably going to
1: get it at least once, just so that I can do all of the things. I, I like
2: the characters too much from the investigation team. I don't want to stab them in the back.
0: <laughs> Fair. Uh, So, that's the endings you can get there. So, moving into February, if you maxed out Marie Socialink, you get a special si- uh, si- uh, side dungeon. Yeah. So, in this dungeon, you go on a skiing trip with the party. That sounds plausible.
1: Did, did you do that? I did not max out my Marie social okay. really income. Cool. I got her up to like maybe level three before I stopped yeah. paying attention to her.
0: So, on the skiing trip, it's everyone just hanging out because essentially it's like, oh, we only have a couple months left. Let's make sure it counts. Have all the fun we can. You're on a three day skiing trip. Uh, one of my favorite moments in this is when you're all in the lodge telling spooky stories, and Yukiko is fucking loving it. And yep. He's like, "Oh, tell more, tell more!" And everyone else is screaming. Yeah.
2: Uh, so on just the last day of the ski, like, I just want to say the, the option for the descriptions that you give when you're telling the story, and the you guy can talk about the e- unnaturally <laughs> huge nose and conscious like, whoa, a nose that size just is not natural. <laughs> and it was in a velvet room. <laughs> you're telling a ghost story about Igor.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, but To be fair, he's haunted my dreams Since I've met him So I On combined. the last day of the trip You get to choose who you're hanging out with Specifically Usually you pick the romance option hmm. To get more content Which is another cool thing Where the romance option Didn't really do much story-wise But in this one It actually adds more to the content uh, who, Regardless of who you hang with It sounds like you're getting intimate at in a warehouse When you get trapped in a blizzard <laughs> And then the party rushes in It's like No, don't! And it's like Wait, how long are you standing out there? It's like The whole time? It's like then Why would you come in sooner? We didn't want to interrupt At the wrong moment <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, uh, Margaret is taught what has been talking to you about Marie going missing, and you can make the choice of, oh, I want to find her because I want to help her. And Margaret's like, this could be dangerous in on a one-way trip, are you sure? So when you're at this snow snowy spot, there's a TV in there, and that's what it makes it sound like it's like you're doing stuff because I was without her. And he's like, no, don't stick in that far. This is dangerous <laughs> and all that stuff. But it's not like even reaching into the TV to see what's going on. So Margaret pulls over one of the TV and it's like, this is the dungeon to save
2: Marie. Everyone else, uh, you can't go in anywhere else, you have to come in from here. And this is where everyone finally learns that Marie is like, oh, she has amnesia and we've been hanging out with her this entire time? She's the last of the Sagiris, pretty much. Cool. She's the person who houses
0: the fog. That makes sense. So, she came to this spot because when this spot, it's only, this dungeon is only open for a limited time, it's a spot that existed before her. Okay. And... It, when it disappears, anything in it ceases to exist. So she's trying to kill herself because she's worried that the fog will destroy everything if she doesn't get rid yeah, of herself. So she's trying to they, kill
1: herself to destroy the yeah, fog. Because when they it.
2: killed Amano Sagiri or beat Amano Sagiri and the fog disappeared from town, all of the fog actually went into Marie. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: And she
2: regained her memories.
0: Yeah. Okay. So this dungeon is actually really cool, especially if you've played the game before, because it adds a challenge. Because every time you fight anything in this dungeon, your SP gets halved. Jesus. So this incentivizes trying to dodge, and do specific, and you lose all your items, by the way. So all the items in the gear you have at this point? No, you get starting items again. So you can dodge fights.
2: Or if, use items to fight. Or use items to fight, and just go through the dungeon, collect items to help yourself. So I really like this dungeon. And as you go through the dungeon, you see that
0: there's all things here, like the Juness sign, and the, the school class, and all that stuff. Like all the fun memory spots you had with her. And then you get to the end, and it's like, oh, clearly her mental... Uh, Ability had an effect on this dungeon and it shows that she doesn't actually want to die So you have to fight Marie which Marie actually is a pretty cool uh, boss fight the first level because she uses a lot of cool Builders you have to kind of knock her down and then after fighting for a bit. She's like leave I don't want you guys to die I will beat you to shit out of you if I have to you end up be feeding her human form and you have a little Conversation back and forth of like oh we have to save you try to convince her and then you come with the idea It's like wait what if you just let the bad guy out of you, and then we beat them?
2: <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I guess it worked with mono it was like, yeah, I might die, but trying this is better than nothing. Yeah, fuck it, let's do this. True. So the boss comes
0: out, and this boss fight, guess what? They're fucking immune to everything. <laughs> of course they are. You have to use the items you
2: picked up to break immunity or skills you have to fight this boss. I got a little tripped up in this, because when you use those items, it doesn't really change the fact that it still says immune In the analysis. So I use those items several times throughout the fights. Yeah. So, uh,
0: I beat this boss really quickly because I used, uh, uh, Mm. or whatever his name is with the protagonist. So you do, uh, the buff skill. You use Teddy to buff up all physical attacks. And then you use, uh, Kanji to buff critical. no, Chie to buff critical. And then you use, uh something blade or whatever it's the strongest physical attack like it does severe damage i did like 3000 damage with each oh, hit jesus oh.
2: <laughs> i couldn't do any physical attacks because i didn't pick up any items to break the physical re- resistance
0: so yeah it's really easy uh naoto also gets really good strong abilities because uh, she gets mental buffs mm-hmm. and at the same time she gets megalonia which is uh almighty damage which you can't have resistance to so she can double that and you can have her doing about 3000 damage at turn two it's uh I'll say it right now, my party consists of protagonist, Naoto, Teddy, and usually I would switch the last person depending on the dungeon. Mainly, it would be Yukiko, though. Okay. Sure. Mm. Uh, after you beat her, all the fog gets destroyed because you defeat the boss, and Marie's like, yay, yeah, I get to live! And do stuff now. Sure.
3: And y'all go
2: home.
0: Yep. As so you, you do. Y'all, y'all leave, but the dungeon's collapsing, so you have to kind of run out, and you... <laughs>
3: Yeah, it, it was it was a
0: heartfelt moment.
2: Then the place starts yeah. crumbling, and, and the, everyone—it's coming down. What's happening? It's like, oh yeah, since you beat the boss, uh, this place is just— is this place is coming apart? Why didn't you tell us that sooner?
0: So you get out. You enjoy your last few months. You destroy uh, Yosuke with snowballs. Yep. Because you te- you teach her about boys versus girls snowball
2: fights. And... Well, you teach her about snowball fights, and then she makes the teams boys versus girls, and, and everyone just teams up on Yosuke. Yeah, everyone teams up on
0: Yosuke. <laughs> makes sense. Boys versus girls versus Yosuke.
1: Yeah. Well, there's more of everyone who
0: a game. Yeah. So, what the game does here is uh, it kind of skips ahead a bit, and you kind of get, like, a little flashes of, like, the fun moments here and there, and then it gets to the last day. And this is where you have the moment of getting the good ending, the true ending, or if you beat Marie's dungeon, the golden ending, which is the actual full canon ending. Now, Matt. What? Did you do a dungeon on this day? I did not. So you did not get the true ending, and you might not have got the golden ending. Oh. So you got the good, good. ending. Okay. So I'm gonna... It doesn't... It's not gonna be a super spoiler for this. I will talk about this. But I'm not gonna go into explicit details, I guess. So on this day, you have to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. After you say goodbye to everybody and you talk to Nanako, you end up getting a letter. Because Nanako was given a letter at the beginning of
2: the day. Oh! I, I completely forgot she was given the letter, but I didn't get any prompt or anything to... But that's the thing. The game doesn't fucking tell you anything yeah. about this. You have to figure it
0: out on your own. Oh. So... The moment you you go home, you're fucking done. you got to go to the dungeon first. Yeah, you have to talk to everybody, and then you go to Juness. And then when you go to Juness, everyone else just happens to show up at Juness. It's like, oh, we all showed up here. Because there was still something that was bugging us. What is the Midnight Channel? And this is the last mission of the game. Finding out what the Midnight Channel is.
2: i got to do that.
0: Yeah. So, when you do this, uh, you read the letter. The letter is from Adachi. And Adachi says, like, he's pretty much just him telling you the stuff. You know, I killed these people, but the thing is, I got this power. And Namatame also got this power. The same way I did, and it seems is because we came into town, and I don't remember what happened, but we seem to have the same interaction that gave us the power, and it must happen to you too. <clears throat> but I can't remember anything about it, so you have to figure out what it is. So you go around town searching for who is the person. So Matt, can you say who's the
1: first character you interact with in town? Not counting your family or Marie, because Marie's only golden content, and clearly it's not your family. Yeah. Who's the first character in town you interact with?
2: Dojima. Nope.
0: It's not Doji Mario because they don't care. Because it has to be oh. someone who can give you persona powers. And the, the game makes... Here's the fun thing about this. When I figured out, this out, it blew my mind. Because the game makes it very obvious when it happens. Oh my god. But then it doesn't mention it. So that when you get to the end of the game, it's like, fuck, what happened?
2: Oh my god, I know who it is. <laughs> who is it? It's the gas station attendant.
0: <laughs> so you have to go, and first you go to Igor. And I, I, I don't know if you noticed this, Matt, but... The gas station attendant does throw up, show up throughout the game. Yes. But only under certain circumstances. Yeah, I I noticed they weren't there all the time. They only show up when it's raining. Oh. So you go to Igor, and Igor's like, huh, it seems there's still a mystery left for you to solve. But you've grown a lot in this journey, so I'm going to give you something. And then he takes all of your social links that you've got up to this point, fuses them together into something called the Orb of Truth, and it reveals the true forms. It breaks all falsities. Huh. So as soon as you come up, it's raining. So you go to the gas station, and the attendant's there. And you have a little back and forth, and you're like, hmm. What did you do to me? it's like, what are you talking about? I I shook your hand when we first met. And it's like, yeah, but did you give this power to Namatame and uh, all that stuff? And then eventually it's like, oh, I never expected you to figure it out. You've gotten much further than I thought you could. Uh And then they reveal themselves. By floating into the air, they're Izanami. Huh. (laughs) We find that Izanami shook the hands of Namatame, Adachi, and you giving you Persona powers.
1: Damn. So that's why you didn't have to develop... Persona powers by fighting your true self You were given them by Izanami That's why you
2: felt sick on that first day Not because you were tired from the trip Because you just had powers Forcefully
0: given to you
1: Because you
2: shook (laughs) hands with a
0: stranger Just like everyone else when they awaken their persona They get very sick and tired Mm. That's you happening in your powers The handshake forced the powers And here's the thing Izanami explains that she might have unlocked the powers But you had the powers already The wild card was not her doing That was something you already had that was something that she didn't plan for.
3: Yeah. She
1: <laughs> gave you persona powers. You having the wild card and access to all of them was something she
0: wasn't expecting.
2: Yeah. That makes so much more sense. So she's like,
0: well, uh, you kind of like have a back and forth. She mentions, oh, Maria. Because we find out that the three bosses, which is Maria and the two uh, Sigiris, mm-hmm. are parts of her. She birthed. Because Izanami birthed a lot of the deities in the creation of the world. Yeah. So uh, you can say, like, well, I want to know the truth. And she's like, kind of mocks. She's like, the truth, huh?" Uh, nobody wants that, and then it's like, well, if, fine, uh, you've gotten this far, so I'll humor you. You'll have to come find me in my dungeon, essentially. So you get to the party, everyone's like, holy shit, it was the gas station attendant! <laughs> and then you fight in the final boss level, and you fight your way all the way up to the top, and this is all in one day.
2: Is the final dungeon the gas station? No. Damn
0: it. It's uh, the pathway to the, the other world. Okay. The land of death.
2: I think I, I think I saw a screenshot of that, so you,
0: actually. Well, here's a fun thing. You know when you have that dream in the beginning of the game where you're walking through a very foggy area? Yep. That person you fight is Izanami, oh. and that area is their dungeon. Okay. So you end up fighting Izanami, and this is where the game gets like the most wild, coolest shit going on. You fight Izanami, and the fight's going pretty well, but then Izanami kind of shifts, and you use the orb to reveal. So Izanami at this point is kind of like all bandaged up, and when the reveal happens, they're like this charred, quartz, skeleton, mm. and then they start using this spell called A Thousand Curses. It's an instant kill. It does 9,999 damage. Oh. They keep casting it on the protagonist. Oh. So every party of you have takes the mortal blow and dies. And it's not like they die and fall down. They get pulled to the earth and they're out of the fight. Oh. And then finally, they use it on you. And you die. And Reese is like, oh no, oh no! <laughs> so everyone's dead. And then the protagonist is laying there in, like, nothingness. And then Marie shows up. If you got the Marie social link to fail. Cool. And she talks about this whole thing of, like, you know, trying to encourage you. And then every social link you've completed at this point, one by one, they all appear and encourage you to finish the fight. And then your character stands up and comes back out. And you're standing there in front of Izanagi's like, like, how is this possible? And she uses a thousand curses on you. And then it takes you down to one health. And it's like, you resisted the attack. It does it again. It's like, you resisted the attack. And you just stay at one health. This point of the fight is just all cinematic. <laughs> so you unlock a new persona at this point. Izanami, Izanagi evolves mm. into Izanagi no Okami. So it's him, but giant white, and a giant, like, circular lance. And you have one ability. Uh, darn, what's the name of the ability? Fuck, I don't remember. Yeah, but it's one ability, and you get to activate, and all the ability says is it reveals all truth, and gets rid of, uh, like, falsities. So this is where, the, like, the coolest thing, and when you understand the concept of what's going on in the game, it makes it really cooler, is before he casts the spell, he takes off his glasses and throws them away... Huh? And then he does like this really dramatic persona pose And then Izanami starts spinning his spear And shoots this laser beam right through Izanami (laughs) And defeats her She's like how can a mortal beat me Blah blah. blah. Everyone comes back to life And she's like you've beaten me and proven that humanity Doesn't want to exist So I will not turn all of the world because It wasn't just uh, Inaba It was going to be the whole world going to be turned into uh, shadows She's like I will leave But I'm going to do one other thing first And then she removes all the fog from the shadow world And we find out it's actually a beautiful place And Teddy was probably the king of this place. Huh. Uh, So that's how the game kind of ends. And then finally, the last part of... Again, it skips to the ending of him leaving the next day. If you just did this and you didn't do Marie's part, it's just them saying, Oh, our bonds will be together forever. We're never going to leave. All this stuff good ending. And they leave. And it's sunny. Like, beautiful day out. And everyone ends. And that's where the game ends. If you did Marie's dungeon, you get the gold ending. Which, that scene happens... But doesn't end because you come back to Inaba the next year. And you get to see all the characters grown up. And Kanji has all the hair and glasses.
2: I go, oh, uh, I need yeah. to see this. I'm not going to describe the characters. I need but to do this.
0: Essentially, you meet back up with them to have a reunion and just talk about everything's happened in the year. And the best part of this whole fucking thing is the, the news channel comes on, and who's fucking there but Marie is the news anchor. And it's like, oh, and I have a special friend in town today, so I think it's just going to be sunny for the next three days. <laughs> what? <laughs> i don't want anything to ruin his trip here because <laughs> she she's a, she's we find out that marie is actually one of the forms of izanami mm. so when all the other forms are defeated and izanami left all the power went to her so she has god powers <laughs> and control the weather. oh so i love how
1: once again in a kind of like a three houses type situation we all unintentionally got three different endings in that matt got the golden ending but got to play through the marie dungeon which i did not get to play through I got, I think, the true ending in that I did fight Izanami. Well,
2: I, I got the good ending, not the golden. Sorry,
1: the good ending, not the golden ending. Yeah. Uh, I got the true ending in that I fought Izanami and got that reveal. And Keith got the golden ending in that he did both the Marie and the Izanami dungeon and got the fucking four years later bullshit or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, uh, another thing I want to talk about was some moments in the game that I just kind of giggle at, which was when Adachi gets revealed as the villain, one of his mentions he's like, No, I became a cop just so I could get a gun. Because you can't carry it otherwise. And the only thing I think was like, Naoto is standing fucking right there. <laughs> Naoto absolutely has a gun and there's no way she's a cop. <laughs> uh, the other funny thing was, so Persona fusions is one of the things you can do with Igor. Did you guys get any uh, bad fusions?
2: I did get some fusion mistakes, but they were always pleasant for me.
0: Yeah, they're usually pretty good, especially lower levels, because you just get something stronger. Yep. Mine was the best though, because I was fusing stuff. And the animation is he swipes the cards on the table to try to fuse something, and then he accidentally <laughs> knocks them off the table. And then he's like, oh, and he looks up, and then boom, I fucking summon Satan. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Which is one of those moments like, oh, that's pretty funny, that he fucks up a summon and then summons Satan. He's like, who summons me? And he's like, it was him, it was him, it was Igor!
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a few fucking summoning mistakes, but. Definitely
0: didn't have anything that fucking interesting happen. Yeah, and that's the thing with Persona Golden, the Izanami thing actually gets set up a lot better than a vanilla because where Marie doesn't exist, you don't get that hints of something else leaving everything and her being related to Izanami. Mm. It's just kind of a last minute. Oh yeah, fuck! Someone gave me powers, and we don't know what the Midnight Channel is. Yeah.
2: And I we find a- out that Izanami actually created the Midnight Channel and started the rumor. Yep. Yeah. I got, and I got the hint that. Maria was related to Izanami because of the comb she had and the whole history lesson or uh, lesson of Izanami and that legend
3: and the whole comb thing. Yeah, they they
0: set up Izanami being the final villain a lot better in the game. Mm. uh, So it works really well. Uh, Now, another thing I want to talk about is I mentioned that story-wise, it does explain why the protagonist doesn't have a shadow. But if you look at the mechanics of the game, Adachi kind of fills that role. If you think about it, Because he does have the dark Izanagi as his persona. But at the same time, Adachi represents the exact opposite of the protagonist. Both of you start off with the same thing. You're forced to come to this town with nothing. But whereas with the power, you kind of use it to build friendships and become something. Adachi kind of takes the lone wolf mentality. I don't need anyone. I'm by myself. No one is good as me. So you represent two sides of the same coin, Mm. essentially. So in a way, Adachi fills the shadow version of yourself aspect of the fight. So essentially, the last dungeon is actually your dungeon.
3: Huh. If Interesting. You look at that
0: yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's a neat way to look at it. Uh, uh, another fun thing about the game, too, is we find out that the other side is actually all the shared consciousness of humanity. Yeah. So everything we were seeing on the TV was actually what people believed at that moment. That's why the Adachi on the TV, when uh, the first big choice of getting the bad ending comes up, but was, starts um, confessing at things. Not
2: Adachi, but a uh, Namatame. A Namatame, yeah. Because
0: that's what everyone in the room believed. He's trying to escape. He's the criminal, so that's what's happening. That's why certain people could see the things the TV clearer than other people, too. Mm. That's why Namatame was able to easily figure out it was Nanako, because he knew who it was. Whereas Chie was the one who instantly noticed who Yukiko was, yeah. and so on and so forth. People were able to notice who they were immediately based on what they believed it was. And that's kind of an arcing thing with Persona, where usually the thing that you're fighting is human consciousness, mm. that sometimes is pretty shitty. But the game always has that ray of hope. It's always shared consciousness wants destruction, but due to like the natural counterforce, a human is granted powers, usually the protagonist, and through Igor's assistance is able to... Essentially, humanity vastly wants this, but also part of humanity wants to see of salvation and be protected. Mm-hmm. And that's the concept of Persona 4. Persona 4. 4 is all about rumors and misunderstanding things. So no one talks about themselves. It's all rumors about everything else, and it's seeing for the truth. And the fog represents that not able to see the truth, people being blinded to reality and giving into rumors, and that's what the symbolization of the protagonist taking off the glasses at the end after he gets encouraged, he's formed a bond with everyone, he sees the truth, he no longer needs the glasses, he takes them off because he can see Zanami for where she is, and can defeat her. Huh. And that's why when you defeat Zunami and rumors are gone, the truth is revealed, the fog is gone not just from the real world, but from the
2: other world as well. It's symbolic. <laughs> But damn, that was quite the talk we had on episode 4. Yeah. Jesus, fuck. I personally enjoyed it. Matt, you already (laughs) did
1: that, and it was fucking forced at the time. You can't try
0: again to make it sound
2: better. So is there any last-minute things you'd like to talk about or choices you make? Uh, We might have to uh, push our next episode and give me a chance to replay this again.
0: (laughs) We can definitely readdress it at some other point. Not a full episode.
1: No. You know, talk about it. I got a question for you guys before we get to a question for the audience. What was your guys' favorite social
0: link to kind of go through? What Margaret? Margaret, all right. I am Margaret. Should have been a dating option. If it was Margaret was in the game, totally would have a romance to Margaret. Also, best Velvroom attendant out of all the games. Okay.
2: I enjoyed Marie's interactions.
1: I really enjoyed
2: The so, like, f- stake <laughs> f- Fuck. F-stake in uh... calling Yukiko a red and Chie a green, <laughs> and revealing or er, making them realize that all the clothes they ever get is just red or green well
1: it's not just that it's also the food that they eat is all red <laughs> and green yeah. too yeah um mine is definitely uh co uh the i love balls basketball <laughs> i play. love them balls i love polishing balls uh the basketball sports social like i can't yeah. remember the word what yeah. actual card it is Yeah, Athletics strength. Clubs, strength, so. strength that's what it is
0: yeah, and the game kind of sets you up to focus on the team members, Dojima, Nanako, Marie, and uh, Dachi as like the primary thing. So usually on your first playthrough, you're going to focus on them and your stats. And then the game is set up to be played multiple times. You can, you it's almost impossible to do a perfect run in the first one because you need certain stats mm-hmm. raised. But second playthrough, you can definitely 100% out. So Especially since
2: good. all my stats are maxed out now. Yeah. I'm perfectly set up.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, so question for the audience, I guess. If you've played Persona 4, what was your favorite social link, and who did you romance? And why is not, not being to the wrong answer?
2: Eh, don't mind that second one too much, though. Mostly just
1: the who did... What was your favorite social link, and who did you romance? That's all we really need to know. Ignore details. If it I wasn't after. Naoto, don't bother it. And if
2: you figured out a way to romance Kanji, tell me how.
0: <laughs> if you figured out a way to win romance Yosuke, <laughs> tell all of us immediately. <laughs> I tried, but he just won't accept. All right, um, was- I told him I was excited for his swimsuits.
1: uh recommendations i'll go first because i got a recommendation paired so if you enjoy this kind of jrpg going into people's or not going into people's consciousness but going into an alternate realm where you get to see representations of people's consciousness uh i want to recommend Nino kuni it's another jrpg style game uh where you're there's like four or five games in the series i've played exactly one of them so i'm not exactly a paragon of knowing exactly what's going on in the series but from what I remember of the one game I did play, your mother dies, and in coping with that, your doll comes to life and tells you that he's actually a traveler from another world. And he brings you to that other world, and you start finding out, there's people in this world who look exactly like people from your world. And apparently they're their soulmates. Not in that they're meant to be together, but in that they have a shared soul. Uh, and so you end up seeing like people who experienced problems in one world manifest those problems more physically in the other world. And you kind of travel between the worlds trying to... Learn mysteries and save people and fix lives and also resurrect your mother at some point, but that's a little bit of a weird part.
0: Yeah, Nino Kuni, fun game series. Uh, I would recommend that I'm going to stay within the Persona universe. Play Persona 3 or 5, both are great. You can get them on most anything now uh PlayStation 2, PSP.
1: Eventually, Steam.
0: Yep. Um, Fingers crossed, anyway. Or really any Shin Megami Tensei game. Shin Megami Tensei is just harder, Persona, because Persona is just easier, Shin Megami Tensei. <laughs> Also check out Tenet. Uh, I'm sure that'll be great. <laughs> it might come out of Whenever
1: Christopher Nolan decides to release it. Uh, as, presumably as soon as IMAX starts uh, showing movies again. Uh, now, do we have any emails? I don't believe so, but let's just double check in case we got one during the course of this episode.
0: And no one has guessed the episode for this week, so you're not getting called out, but keep in my eye. Or you might get called out if you guess it before the episode goes live.
1: Just to double check, no one guessed last week's episode, or... Two weeks ago. Fortnite-ago's episode, right? Yeah. Fuck that. I apologize for accusing you of making your pumps forced, Matt. That was
0: forced what I just did there. <laughs> no no, new no emails. Uh, and we did have one comment on our Instagram. Uh, so Tachi Camargo explained that Kun is the best character. I mean, you're absolutely fucking right, Tachi, so... Uh, screw Protect
1: Bomb. Protect Kun. Protect Kun. Especially for the shit that's gonna happen here. He's gonna go through some shit, and he really needs protection. Don't worry about it, Matt. It'll help... help. He'll, he'll be fine. Okay. Sweet okay. baby boy Coon will be fine.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. Until he's not.
1: Then, yeah.
3: All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you want to email us or write in, uh, you can always send us an email. What is my podcast about at gmail.com. That's spelt as words are normally spelt. So, I hope you got that down at this point because uh, we're not going to help you any further than that. If you can't figure out how to spell the words, What is my and podcast and about? Fuck. Why are you listening to this podcast? (laughs) Actually, if they're still listening at this point, kudos to you, because this went a bit longer than we
3: expected. (laughs) There's a lot of shit to unpack in persona. Um,
0: Also, you can follow us at Instagram or YouTube, where episodes are uploaded there as well. I want to take back what I just said, because it makes it sound like I don't think illiterate people should be listening to our podcast. And I am 100% (laughs) on board with illiterate people listening to our podcast. And then also, at the same time, make sure to check in with us fortnightly uh, when we go to the next episode. Just call it two weeks already. Tired,
2: tired of the Fortnite stuff.
0: Matt, just take the fucking Fortnightly
1: blue pill and accept it.